The views and opinions of today's broadcast is not necessarily the views or opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Rouse. Thank you so much, and good morning, and welcome to the brand new Serious Side. Today is March 14th, 2021, and here's what we're talking about this morning. You've seen us gather, march, protest, cry. Uh, it's crazy how long it's been. What you won't see, though, is divide on what we want. You know, something happened, uh, and something bad happened, and I hope you know that uh, that's not because of you. Uh, you know, I hope you go back two years as opposed to just checking, you know, one against the other, because that would just be sort of a, a, uh, a signature check that didn't mean anything. But if you go back two years, and if you can get to phone, you're going to find things that are going to be unbelievable. You know, I was the angry, conservative black woman, and at that time in my life, it was uh, who I was. This has got to stop, and this is going to end with him. Today, Summer Smith, the mother of 14-year-old Samarion Humphrey, is speaking out after claiming her son has been the target of physical and mental abuse by his classmates at Plano ISD's Haggard Middle School. This is not a prank. This is beyond bullying. You are evil. That's so sad. I mean, I just heard that they were taking Pepe Le, Pepe Le Pew out yeah. of uh, Space Jam. And I think to myself, well, couldn't y'all have just written a, a couple of lines to say, you know, Pepe doesn't do that anymore because he knows it's not okay to jump on, on other skunks who may not be as interested in him as he's interested. I don't know why you got to erase everything. I don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Don't nobody know nothing? What up with this? Somebody got to know something was going on. See what I'm saying? Ain't that right, G-Money? Yeah, I think G-Money definitely knows something. Yeah, G-Money knows something. Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Louise Schiavone. Facing record numbers of unaccompanied immigrant children at the southwest border, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is directing the Federal Emergency Management Agency to step in. NPR's Dave Mistich has more. Mayorkas is directing FEMA to receive, shelter, and transfer unaccompanied children arriving at the border. FEMA's involvement will be part of a, quote, government-wide effort over the next 90 days, according to DHS. 
The number of migrant children in custody along the border has tripled in the past two weeks to more than 3,200. More facilities have opened to deal with the influx of unaccompanied child migrants. Earlier this month, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention lifted pandemic-related capacity limits at border facilities, underscoring the crisis at hand. Dave Mistich, NPR News. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that almost 136 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines have been delivered, with close to 37 million people in the U.S. having been fully vaccinated against the coronavirus as of this weekend. In Connecticut, where the pace of vaccinations is strong, people of color are falling behind. Nicole Leonard of Connecticut Public Radio reports on efforts to change that. More than 200 volunteers set out on foot to knock on doors throughout Fairhaven. It's a low-income neighborhood in the city of New Haven with a majority black and Latino population. Kika Matos is a local community organizer and activist. We come to you. We give you an appointment. We will offer you a free ride if you need a ride. If you are homebound, we will come to you. Dr. Marcella Nunez-Smith is co-chair of President Joe Biden's Coronavirus Task Force. She says the door-to-door campaign could be a national model for achieving more equity in the vaccine rollout. Connecticut residents 55 years and older are currently eligible for vaccines. For NPR News, I'm Nicole Leonard in Hartford. Thousands of protesters in London last night raised their voices against violence against women, rallying after the death of Sarah Everard, a woman allegedly kidnapped and murdered by a serving member of the Metropolitan Police Force, citing concerns about pandemic regulations, police pushback, and now London's police chief is facing calls to resign over the police response. Simon Jones reports. Chrissy Patel, the Home Secretary, said that she had seen some of the scenes and she described them as upsetting. She has demanded a full report from the Metropolitan Police about exactly what happened. The Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, said what he had seen was unacceptable. He said he didn't think the response was appropriate or proportionate. We had the leader of the Lib Dems who said that Cressida Dick should resign because she had lost the confidence of women in London. So some really strong reactions. This is NPR News. to the new serious side of the J. Rao show. Like the lady said, I am J. Rao. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this show. Coming up, the man with the smooth velvet pipes from the Carolinas, Johnny D, and my main man, Mr. L.E.S., is in the house. Let me say good morning to the fellas. Good morning, guys, and welcome into the show. What's happening, Johnny D? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, I'm excited, uh, as I am every Sunday. Uh, thank God for an opportunity to to rise again and be part of this venue and be part of this great America. Um, Very interesting uh, opening segment. Uh, I I like the new format. Uh, Now, of course, I've I've got to do my shouts out, if that's okay, Jay, to listeners who won't be here. So it's it's some big shoes to fill. Uh, Brother Les, (laughs) um, Brother Jerome, and Dr. Williams, and 
uh, Momo B, who I've never met and would certainly love the opportunity to do so. And uh, I don't think so. And who, 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 who else? Who, who else? I mean, it's so many. Uh, but 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 certainly, certainly, I would be remiss not to uh, extend all the warm welcomes to 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 my big brother. Uh, like I say. 36 years, man, 36 years. Um, That's a long, long time, time, man. Long time. It really and truly is. And like I say, love you, love you, love you. So uh, to all those individuals who allow us an opportunity to come into the homes, uh, again, I appreciate that. Uh, whether you agree with, with, with what we say, uh, I, I, I reserve the right to say it, and they reserve the right to critique it. And that's America. Absolutely. That's America, Jack, my man. Like uh, uh, the words of Cleo McDowell, we're in America, Jack. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you so much. Mr. Elias, what's up, man? Good morning. Well, good morning to you, sir, and I'm going to give my usual one. Good morning, Nessa. I pray you feel better. One, good morning, Kathleen. One, good morning, Marianne Music. One, good morning, Rich Sister. One, and good morning, Marianne. I mean, uh, Momo B. Uh, good morning, Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. Yeah, good morning. All right. Listen, if you're tuning in, you're hearing something new. Uh, this is the new series. So now, as the creator and executive producer of the show, I wanted to take this first block to try to explain where we're going. New direction a little bit here. Um, one of the things that I thought uh, listening to the shows and just, first of all, it's just time for a makeover, I think. Second of all, you know, I'm a consumer of news and, you know, I watch MSNBC religiously. Uh, I watch it from way too early until the 11th hour with Brian Williams. And one of the things I noticed is that, and I know every show in between, Mr. Elias, I know every show that comes on throughout the course of the day. I don't doubt it. Most of these shows are an hour long. And what I noticed that they cover so many topics in that hour-long segment. And I'm thinking, my God, we have a two-hour segment, and we cover three topics. So what you're going to see is you're going to see a more fast-paced show, a lot of topics packed in into a two-hour segment, because I think it's important for us to get the information out. So what to expect moving forward? You're going to have shorter segments. You're going to have more breaks. But when you do the timing, the amount of breaks that we take are going to be the same amount of time that we do uh, always. But we're going to have short and, and, and just real quick to the point segments. You know, Momo B, I announced this last Sunday, and Momo B said something towards the end of the show that I thought was very interesting. She said, when we were talking about the Black Panther, she said, well, Okay, we talked about it. Let's move on. I'm like, you know what? This is my point. So, so we need to hit topics. We want to get more information out to the people. So there are going to be segments where some of our people may not be able to comment on or we're going to have to really get in and say what we have to say and move on. I don't want our folks to feel rushed. If you watch any type of news program, you know that people can have a great conversation. But when it's time to get the break, we're going to break. So another thing that I hear a lot from our fans throughout the week is why aren't you guys on like Sirius FM or on a local radio show? And I tell people all the time, first of all, you know, local airtime costs money. And when you, you can buy the time, but then you have to get the advertisement. So, and how, how you get advertisement? You have to sell blocks and segments of shows. So I want to format this show because I really and truly want to try to get this thing to market because I think it's important uh, for us to be a word for our listeners we love you because it takes a special listener, Mr. Elias, to find this show. You know, like I tell people all the time, our live listening audience is probably anywhere between 50 to 100 people that fluctuate. Where we get our most 
thing for our book is throughout the week, where we have thousands and thousands of listeners listening on devices. Uh, shows are being downloaded on iTunes. They can hear it on Intune, iHeartRadio. So most of our bank comes throughout the week. So you hear people inter- people interact with me during the week, and I'm like, the show is not on the air, but maybe you're listening to it for the first time. So, you know, it takes a special listener, but I agree we need to be readily available for people to step up and be able to listen. You just can't jump in your car and listen to the show. It just can't happen. So one of the things we want to do is try to improve that and get out here and really push it. But it's going to take help from you guys as well because we're going to need help from you. Tell your folks. Tell local people. Let's you know, spread the word. That's always a good thing. Last but certainly not least, we're changing some of our format. Well, we changed our format, but we're changing some of the segments that we do. Every week we bring you uh, in four minutes or less something that you need to know. We play music throughout the show, and we have Chatterbox at the end. Well, let me say this. Before I mention the new changes about these particular segments, I want people to know who listen to our show, there are a lot of you guys who listen to this show that we don't know, but you're here every Sunday, so we appreciate you. We love you. We thank you. Or you're listening every day or every week or whatever you do. But we have three listeners that we truly have interactions with. And so as a dedication to them for their loyal listenership, and like I said, there are more of you all out there, uh, but, you know, I'm going to recognize three. So now, uh, in four minutes or less, something that you need to know, that's a segment that usually happens during the first break of the show. We're going to rename that. We're going to rename that Convena Time. Convena man time in four minutes less, something that you need to know. Wow, Convena man, man, Mr. Elias, come on now. Mr. Elias, Convena's yeah, been here exactly. since the very beginning. Exactly. Now, remember, yeah. now remember, we remember we used to throw Convena man out of here because that joker coming <laughs> here with his Black Panther flag on and cussing out all the white folks. But, but Convena man has been here every step of the way. So, Convena, as a tribute to you, my brother, that segment has been renamed. It is after you. My sweetie, Mariana Music, you know she loves the music that we play. So from now yeah. on, anytime we play music, it's going to be called Mariana Music's Corner. And we'll play music for our girl, Mariana Music. Bravo <laughs> to you, girl. And last but certainly yeah, not least, last but certainly not least, Chatterbox will be known, will no more be known as Chatterbox. That sounded stupid, but you know what I meant. From now on, it's going to be called Pastor Steve State Your Case. To our pastor, who always <laughs> makes sure that he does the right thing. So we want to dedicate those segments to our our listeners. Now, when I say segments, people may say, "Where where's on a need to know basis with our dear friend Jerome?" That has really turned into another show because of its popularity. Uh, it's turned into another show. So you get an hour of that after after the serious side. So that's not a segment; it's a different show now. It's time for me to go. I'm looking at a schedule. I have a schedule where I got to get out of here at a certain time. I'm looking at it. We have a lot to get into. So like I said, why not go ahead and kick this show off with the inaugural. I love the way I say that word. Uh, Kavina, man. Kavina time. We're, okay, whatever. All right, we're going to step out. We're going to take a break. Uh, we thank you. We love you guys. Hope you enjoyed the new format. I can't wait to get your comments. But it's time to get into the show. It's time for our first break. We'll be right back after this. 347-850-1272. Chat room should be open. We are still monitoring our sites. But give me a break this morning because I got a lot going on trying to push this. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Listen to the serious side, the all-new serious side of the J. Rouse Show. 
online radio at its best. Here is something that you may have missed. After the horrific events of January 6th, 15 days later, we swore in Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as the next president and vice president of the United States of America. That very same day, three of their predecessors took time out of their busy schedules to wish the new president and vice president well and offer advice if needed. So just in case you miss it, it's Kavina time. Something that you need to know. Well, good evening, America. Obviously, there was a personal element to see my former vice president uh, become the 46th president, uh, to see uh, Kamala Harris as our first woman vice president. Uh, but more broadly, I think inaugurations signal a tradition of a peaceful transfer of power that is over two centuries old. Well, I think uh, the fact that the three of us are standing here talking about a peaceful transfer of power speaks to the uh, institutional integrity of our country. So this is an unusual thing. We are both trying to come back to normalcy, deal with totally abnormal challenges, and do what we do best, which is try to make a more perfect union. It's exciting times. We've got to not just listen to folks we agree with, but listen to folks we don't. Uh, and you know, one of my fondest memories of the inauguration was uh, the, the grace and generosity that President Bush showed me and Laura Bush showed Michelle. And it was a reminder that we can have fierce disagreements uh, and yet recognize each other's common humanity and that as Americans, uh, we have more in common than what separates us. I think if uh, Americans would uh, love their neighbor like they lo- would like to be loved themselves, uh, uh, a lot of the division in our society would end. That's what this means, it's a new beginning. And everybody needs to get off their high horse and reach out to their friends and neighbors and try to make it possible. If, in fact, as George said, we're looking for what binds us together, uh, the American people are strong, they're tough, uh, they can get through hardship, uh, and uh, there's no problem they can't solve uh, when we're working together. I think that was the theme of Joe's inaugural speech, and uh, I think all of us discovered that we're at our best when we're uh, all moving in the same direction. America is a generous country with people with great hearts. All three of us are lucky to be the president of this country. Uh, Mr. President, uh, I'm pulling for your success. Your success is our country's success, and God bless you. I'm glad you're there, and I wish you well. You have spoken for us today. Now you will lead for us, and we're ready to march with you. Good luck. God bless you. Joe, I'm proud of you, uh, and you and Kamala uh, need to know that you've got all of us here rooting for your success, keeping you in our prayers, uh, and we will be available in any ways that we can as citizens to to help you guide our country forward. Uh, We wish you Godspeed. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people. 
especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Tomorrow will mark one year since the death of Breonna Taylor. Louisville police officers executed a no-knock warrant on her home, mistaking it for another apartment. They broke through her front door with a battering ram at night. Taylor's boyfriend said he thought they were intruders and shot them. The officers fired back, killing Taylor. In the days and weeks after the death of George Floyd, her story added to the chorus of people calling for justice at Black Lives Matter protests and for people to rally against violence against black women, prompting the hashtag say her name. The Kentucky Attorney General took her case to a grand jury. No officers were criminally charged for Taylor's death. One officer was charged with first-degree wanton endangerment for putting Taylor's neighbors in danger, a decision that led to more protests. Welcome in 347-850-1272. This week will mark the one-year anniversary of the death of Breonna Taylor. Um, and no justice, no peace. The family held a press conference this past week to talk about this unfortunate anniversary. And let's just start right there, uh, Ms. Elias. Um, you know, we've covered that. We covered this particular topic on the show um, when it was happening in real time. And we've revisited this uh, subject throughout the course of the year. But it's still hard-pressed to say and it's kind of unbelievable, to be perfectly honest with you, that here we are a year later, and no one has really um, faced justice for what happened to Brianna. It, it, it is unbelievable. The bottom line is that young lady was, you know, come on, man, you got the wrong house, you break into the wrong house, no knock warrant, and then you shoot, and then, 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 then you know, and then the, the boyfriend shoots, and now that, and shoots and what he's supposed to do protect his home is what your what what your second amendment right is that you you got the right to bear arms and protect yourself so that's what he did and then all of a sudden she's 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 killed you you don't even have the right house you don't you know damn well the guy that you're going after is already in jail and no no charges that was the point they didn't know that that's the point remember we talked about this uh live during the show they didn't know that was the problem. The coordination, Johnny D, was not there. You would like to think that as law enforcement agencies, the right hand is talking to the left. And they didn't. They did not know that they already had this guy in custody. And so they break Agreed. into this house, like Mr. Elias has said, and, and shot this man, uh, shot her, killed her. And, you know, uh, David Cameron, I think that's that guy's name, the, the Attorney General for Kentucky. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, Daniel okay, who looks just like – Daniel, thank you for the correction. Who looks just like us, stood up and said that this was a justified shooting. And they ended up charging one of the officers for really endangering Brianna's neighbors but not doing the right thing when it came to Brianna herself. I mean, it's just a tragic situation, man, and I can't understand why – you know, we are at this point where no one is really going to be held accountable for her death. Well, let, let me say this right here, because, I, again, I, I still believe, and, and I've said it before, three things, three things that you can't hide, the sun, the moon, and the truth. At some point, mm-hmm. at some point, the truth has come out, and justice will prevail. Now, it will be delayed justice, but you don't, you don't, let alone justice. Uh, 
justice will be served. 32 shots, okay, 32 shots was fired mm. into the home of of, of, of Breonna Taylor and, and her yep. boyfriend, uh, I think his name, Kenneth Walker. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, t- I tell you why it doesn't seem like it's been a year. Yesterday was a year. This story didn't get real headlines until after Brother George Floyd was killed. Now, the people in, in Louisville and the locals, right. they were certainly on it, and they were in the streets. So you figure two months went by before this but before this, 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 this tragedy actually started surfacing. But you look at the timeline, okay? You look at the timeline in September, uh, $12 million was awarded to the family as a settlement. Of course, in, in October or so, well, September, October, Daniel Cameron goes there and puts puts on his, his stage and act and, and again, mm-hmm. comes back and doesn't charge the officers and, and basically said, okay, you endangered the neighbors, but uh, there's no wrong, there's no criminally wrong here. And then later on, we find out what his motivations were. You know, certainly he's got some political aspirations, but the people in, in Louisville and, and nationally, has done a, a, a favorable job in keeping this young lady's name and legacy um, out front. And, and there again, I do think that when the federal law enforcement pick this case up, and eventually they will, uh, all you got to do is just keep applying pressure. Those, those settlements uh, help uh, deal with corrupt and compromised staff members. Trust me, when, when, when the cities and, and the counties and the states start paying out $12 million and $27 million as they did in George Floyd cases, uh, money in America speaks volumes. So these, these type of settlements bring to surface the, the, the underbelly of, of it all. But getting back to what you said, Jay, real quickly, because I know it's a different format, is from a tactical operation, uh, everything should be precise. And clearly, as some of those law enforcement officers arrive, they themselves question and say, okay, this is chaos. You know, what have mm. y'all done? So there, there was some, some operational issues that surfaced, and, of course, individuals were dismissed, but nobody has really been held accountable to include the state's um, uh, uh, attorney general, which is Daniel mm-hmm. Cameron. He, he, he right here is the face of it to me because he is supporting the wrongdoing by bringing up the wrong charges. Bless, Absolutely. Bless the family, like I said, yesterday made a year. And again, the reason why it doesn't seem like it's been that long, because it was almost uh, three months after the fact before the nation started to hear about this tragedy. Yeah, you're right about that. I didn't think about that. You're right. It it had happened uh, prior to George Floyd's death. And so when you have this situation where now you have people who are not being held accountable, this is the reason why African-Americans don't trust the police, Johnny D. I mean, we have fine African-American officers, but at the end of the day, they don't trust them because we have situations like this. No one in their right mind can convince anyone of color that it was okay for you to kick someone's door down and shoot and kill this woman. And then just, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, sir, I think this past week they finally dropped all charges against her, her boyfriend, saying yeah. that, you oh, know, yeah. the bottom line is, is that uh, they, they finally, we're talking damn near a year later, they finally dropped the charges on this man. Well, absolutely. I mean, now you got to think, uh, I, 
you know, we, we talked about on this show how, how, how skeptical we were about the incident itself. Um, the mere yeah. fact that, that this young man discharged his legally owned firearm and, and hit a police officer and was given a $250,000 bond and then released in, in, in less than a week, that right there raised red flags for me because that would have been attempted murder, and he would still be, still be in jail. If, if the charges were, were, were considered to be valid at that time. Uh, but l- let me just speak real quickly about the culture. Um, well, you know what, said, I'm not, I'm not going to interrupt the format because I, I wanted to talk about uh, my experience with men, with the Minneapolis PD, but may, maybe another time. But, uh, again, no, 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 it, no, it no we're fine. fine. We're fine. Um, no, no, we're okay, fine with I, that. I just want, and, 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 uh, what, and what I'll do is, because this is a new format, and, and you know, it's a sausage-making process. You guys are along for the ride with us. I'll tell us. We have 10 minutes left in this segment, so go ahead, Johnny. Okay, okay. Back in, in, in the mid-2000s, uh, I had the opportunity, you know, at, at that point in time, um, and, and still today uh, somewhat, uh, still considered one of one of the leading experts in, in not only prison radicalization but terrorism and, and, and gang management, okay? So I, w- I was invited out to, to Minneapolis and shared nearly a week uh, training that, that law enforcement uh, contingency. And what's interesting is, is when I look at the time frame, um, mm-hmm. Derek Chauvin was probably in, in one of those sessions, uh, you know, when oh, I came wow. back on it. But what, what was interesting was um, I, I was pretty much chaperoned by, at that time, he was the, the deputy chief. And, I mean, again, a week long, I went to some, some ball games and, and everything, but and, and hung out with some of, some of the officers and stuff at 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 at, at the um, at the stadium, but the culture, okay, okay? And, and what and what was disturbing to me as it is in a lot of law enforcement cultures is the us versus them mentality, okay. okay. So as 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 I'm as I'm as I'm speaking, I'm not a cursor, so I, I don't curse uh, during during my. My, I call it my ministries, uh, and, and that's the honest truth. Everybody's given a ministry, but talking about that subject matter was my ministry, my passion. And at that time, it, the, the federal guy, the, the FBI guy, was probably the, the, the top deal because he's got all the information and in, intel. It, it's just my mm-hmm. delivery and the information. So nevertheless, um, they embraced me real well. The information was put out there, and of course that us versus them mentality. That's when I first learned that in the United States that um, Minneapolis, Minnesota, had the largest Somalian population in the country. And they had gone through a situation where several of the young men had been recruited by al-Qaeda. And so, I mean, it was a relevant topic. And, again, us versus them, us versus them. But one of the things that I have always done is prior to me uh, performing my contracts, uh, I always go out to the cities beforehand so I can get an essence. So, you know, I get a chance to ride around, talk to the citizens, talk to the communities and things like this. And these, these were everyday average you know, no, no different as far as community, but again, yep. us versus them, us versus them, us versus them. So when when you talk about there, there is a lot more law enforcement officers out there that's working in the judicial, uh, the corrections, mm-hmm. and and law enforcement field, whether federal, state, local, who are above the line individuals who care about the citizenry within uh, their communities. 
But because right. of this this ideology and, 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 and I think the emergence of extremists and white supremacists coming into the law enforcement rank and being promoted mm-hmm. up, you know, this right. this started to come to fruition really since since, since, since the uh, you know, the Jim Crow era. But you, you're seeing it right. more and more now. They're developing a culture where it's almost like, okay, it's us versus them. You know, th- this is not like, you know, you're talking about Americans uh, uh, against uh, foreign uh, subjects that, that mean us mm-hmm. ill will. These are people who live in your community. 80%, 80% on average, the crimes that's, that's, that's solved in communities on average, right. 80% come from the information that you receive from the citizens. But yet we villainize yeah. them. And, and you know, mm-hmm. as, as much as it was inside of the sessions, outside right. was even more disturbing when I had a chance to see these individuals in their true element. Again, three-quarters of them above the line. But you've got that quarter of that element, man, who has a tendency to infect right. the remaining individuals, you know. And, and, mm-hmm. and that was, again... When, when, when I right. saw, you know, the the, 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 the the proper settlement for George Floyd mm-hmm. over the weekend, and it just makes me reflect back. So there is there is a lot of good yeah. folks out there that's wearing that shield. But then you've got yeah. a culture that pits, you know, pits the citizens against law enforcement. And, and I, I'll right. be honest, today, today the citizens are not necessarily helping that by being right. anti-law enforcement. You know, you've heard me say many times. From the African American experience, if we want to mm-hmm. start to break at the cycles of, of oppression that we what we perceive right. as procession and, and isolation, uh, we have to join the ranks and be more involved. So, you know, again, that's my we, comment. We I appreciate you giving me a chance to speak on that, really. Uh, no problem, no problem. We do. Let's bring in Jerome Esprit, our dear brother. What's going on, Jerome, man? Good morning. How are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing outstanding. Morning, All right, so now, some of it. Twenty minutes left of the segment. Let, let's uh, let's let's continue to move on because once again, new format. We're going to stick straight to our segments. All right, Jerome. Listen, uh, a, a year, uh, Rihanna Taylor's death. Nothing has happened. Uh, Daniel Cameron made that ridiculous, silly uh, effort to say that oh, he, he met with the family and held their hands and did all that nonsense. But at the end of the day, he failed to charge these officers, and one officer was charged for endangering other people. So. Basically and technically, uh, Brianna's death, uh, no one has taken accountability for that. What say you a year later? Because we've been talking about the story throughout the year uh, since it happened. But uh, on this anniversary, what say you in regards to this? Well, I I don't know if, um, you know, it's an anniversary to be like, even I, I don't even know what to say. Like it's not you. It, you can't celebrate anything, and it's not really right. a, a protest anniversary either. Because the, the issue always is how are we holding people accountable? And so we have to like kind of as a community, as black people generally, we need to determine how we are going to handle um, systemic racism. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways. Some people say, you know, we get out and vote and get those folks out of office, and then we find out right. that there's people who look like you who hold down the same line as everybody else. So then what mm-hmm. do you do if everybody becomes indoctrinated into the same system? And so I think right. when you reflect on something like um, like this, we 
you have to kind of think of solutions. You cannot make that system feel any other way about black people than they always have. And I know that kind of mm-hmm. sounds cynical a little bit with um, how everybody else wants to, um, you know, say that we should hold hands and, and, and work, you know, as partners. There's always a segment of black people who always did that. We've always participated inside of a system, and it hasn't changed anything. So there, we need to have a different strategy about how we go about dealing. And um, I think that sometimes when you reflect that you're not getting no justice in the system, you, you do have to work within it to try to change it. Yep, that, that's one avenue. But we also have to do something else, and that's what we kind of need to always reflect on whenever um, – Whenever we have anniversaries of stuff like this that got no kind of justice, we have to right. determine what it is our path is. I agree with you. I think that when we look at what has happened, uh, you know, every week I always say, Mr. Elias, uh, it's unbelievable that uh, this happened. You know, we used to do a segment here, uh, LWB, Living While Black, and we used to, you know, focus on stories that uh, where white people felt that they were privileged to do what they needed to do. Uh, they felt that even though they didn't have a gun in the badge, they felt that they can enforce their law. You can't come to my building. You can't enter my pool area. And some of these people who enforce these things didn't even live in those particular buildings or those particular complexes. Closes out, man, uh, on uh, what you're thinking in regards to this. And do you ever think anyone will be uh, held accountable for her death? Well, you know, Jay. Um, wow, that was that was that was. <laughs> do I think legally? No, they're not going to be held accountable. You know what, you know what, Mister Elias? Real quick, th- throw this out here. Let me throw this for you as a food for thought, because this is what they do. They think because they gave her some money, that's going to justify uh, what mm-hmm. happened. You know, I don't give a damn how much money you give me. If my loved one is gone, she's gone. Can't bring that person back. Go ahead, Mr. Elias. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Well, well, no. I mean, you know, some legally, no. You know what? They're going to, as long as you got the people in office like Mitch McConnell and him Hmm. doing what he's doing, no. And she's never going to see justice because Daniel Cameron, which is my frat brother, I hate to say that. I really do. Yeah, he's my frat brother, but he is a piece of crap, man. Look, let's, let's just be honest, man. The guy, the guy, he bent over and did whatever Mitch McConnell told him to do. And, and, and it was proven when the grand jury came out and said he never presented that to us. And, look, no, there's not going to be any justice because Mitch McConnell keeps doing what he He's an obstructionist. And as long as he's got his hand on Kentucky like he's got his hand on Kentucky, nothing's going to happen. I'm just being honest with that, man. I that that guy is just is a rotten piece of crap, man. And I I just can't stand him. And and the way you talked about Rush Limbaugh when he expired, I won't I won't I was like oh okay. Oh Bye, man, Mister Elias, don't 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 fall <laughs> don't fall into my don't do that, man. Because I'm gonna tell you something. I had to pray. I had to pray on that one. I had to pray on that one. That, that I was uh, I don't I don't I don't have to pray. I know how I'm gonna feel. Just like when Rush Limbaugh <laughs> passed, I was like bye. Yeah. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think the reason why people feel that way is definitely 
uh, because of the fact that uh, uh, of how he tried to, you know, it's always these people who are Oreos trying to play the black card. They want to fit in with, with black families. You know, Clarence Thomas, oh, I eat this, I eat that. You know, you're, you, you are an Oreo cookie. So don't try to sit here and try to fit in with us because we don't want to have nothing to do with you. And, you know, it's funny because we're going to talk about another Oreo cookie later on in the show. It's a serious size. 347850. Uh-huh. 347850-1272, the brand new format of the serious side. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, like I talked about at the top, we're going to do special things for special listeners. Coming up next is Mariana Music Corn. Ah, Mariana Music. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the brand new serious side of the J Rouse show.
We all know that sexual assault is a real and serious problem. So here are 10 ways to prevent it. If a woman is walking alone at night, don't rape her. If a woman is walking alone in the daytime, don't rape her. If you see a pretty woman at a party, don't rape her. If that woman looks like she's had too much to drink, don't rape her. If you see a woman wearing a short skirt, low-cut top, or high heels, don't rape her. Don't rape her. Don't rape her. If a woman accepts a drink from you, don't rape her. If you meet a woman online and then meet her in real life, don't rape her. If a woman is passed out in her bed, your bed, or anyone's bed, don't rape her. If a woman doesn't want anything to do with you, don't rape her. And finally, if a woman says no or refuses your advances at any time, don't, 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 don't rape her. Don't let the burden of preventing sexual assault fall solely on women. Men, it's time to take a stand. Online radio at its best. You know, something happened there, and something bad happened, and I hope you know that uh, that's not because of your... Uh, you know, I hope you go to bat in two years as opposed to just checking, you know, one against the other, because that would just be sort of a... a uh, as you check, it didn't mean anything, but if you go back two years, and if you can get to vote, you're going to find things that are going to be unbelievable, the, the dishonesty that, that we've heard from. Right. You know, just good sources, really right. good sources. But Fulton is the mother load, you know, as the expression goes, Fulton County. Welcome back here, 347 It's uh, 50 minutes for the top of the hour. Next 15 minutes, we're going to dedicate to the former president of the United States, Donald Trump. You know, this past week, uh, it looks like there are more charges that they, they have found a second recording of Donald Trump trying to steal the election in Georgia. And so now the GBI is really going after this guy. And this tape supposedly is more damaging than the original tape that we heard, you know, earlier on uh, during uh, after the election, right before Joe Biden was sworn into office. Um, so Donald Trump, you know, once again, here's a guy that, um, and I tell you, I can't stand him. When I tell you I can't stand him, I can't stand him. But, you know, hopefully he'll be held to justice. Let's bring in uh, our, my sister. I love this woman. Um, uh, you know, I thought she was sick, but I tell you what, God has a way of making people feel better. Let's bring in Miss Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. And I was feeling and feeling a little fatigued. Vaccine number two is down but uh, I could not miss the inaugural show. So thank you for allowing me to come in late. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Talking about thank you. Get out of here with that nonsense. Thank you for showing up late. How about that? Now I can throw that right back at you. <laughs> What's this you hear? Mike is in your hands. Uh, let's talk about Donald Trump. Um do you think that the GBI now Georgia? Keep in mind, we just talked about this last week. How Georgia they're passing laws to make it more difficult for people of color to vote. You know, the new law saying that. Well, I don't know if it's a it's a bill, right? I'm not sure if it's been signed. It's a law where you cannot, if people are standing in line to vote, you can't give them food or water. I, <laughs> you gotta listen. Let me say that again for you one more time. If someone is standing in line and they're parched and they, they're having a hard time breathing, 
you can't give them water or food because the fact of the matter is Georgia is trying to do everything in their power to suppress the vote. That being said, Vanessa, do you think that the GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, are really going to go after Trump? And do you think he faced any type of real legitimate legal issues because of these two phone calls that we have on this guy? <laughs> Thank you. That's a good laugh. I'm with you. Let's laugh it up together. Come on, stop it. I just, <laughs> he gets away with so much, so much. I just don't, stuff don't stick to him. It just doesn't stick. So I don't think those phone calls are going to do anything because if he can put his hands in a woman's crouch and still make president, what you, I don't think that's going to do anything. So, and as far as them not being able to give people water, the Disability Act is going to step in and keep them alive if anybody, if anybody in a wheelchair, scooter, anything says anything to the Disability Act about somebody handing them a bottle of water the state of Georgia and everybody else is just going to get sued. You can't do that. You can't do that. And well, you might can do it to regular people, but people like me, that you can't do that to us. So no, that's not going to. But you, that's not going to stick. It's not going to stick. But Jerome, listen, man. I, I mean, just <laughs> listen to what I just said. The fact that they're trying to pass legislation to stop people from assisting folks in voter lines, and we're supposed to think that all of a sudden, because they have all this stuff on Donald Trump, that he's going to pay. He's going to finally meet justice because this guy was a corrupt president. What say you? I, I, I guess I don't see the, the comparison too much, but I, I can just tell you this that the prosecutor that's in, I don't know if it's, it's a Fulton County, but the, the prosecutor yeah. that's in that county, which is primarily black folks, is what Trump is fearing, right? Because technically your jury is going to be black and the prosecutor's black. So a lot of those guys on the state side had to recuse themselves. They're not bringing state charges against them. They're bringing local charges. So just think mm-hmm. about it, how the federal how the system works. If the state don't charge you, the feds can charge you. And if not, your local um, jurisdiction have, has laws. So technically, he can get convicted, and um, he just he doesn't want to get convicted. I wouldn't have any confidence that the state would charge him with anything, right, because your jury pool is going to be of those people who negate stuff. Like a, a bad comparison, but I'll make it anyway, is this like you, the commercial you just ran, ran about not raping women? That is the mm-hmm. that my friend is one of the saddest commercials I think I've ever heard in my life. I almost got off the show just from listening to that. It is sad that you have to tell people not to rape somebody. Are you crazy? Like that that is nuts. So for us even having to contemplate um in one sentence all the stuff that Trump did and then people be up in arms about Cuomo is crazy to me. We make we make like false equivalents all the time, but these dudes are doing extreme stuff that they should have been thrown under a jail. And if anybody else skirts near their line, everybody's outraged like they committed murder. The people who commit murder don't care. The people who who went someplace that they could have killed somebody, like like in the Breonna Taylor case. They didn't get charged for killing her. 
they got charged for endangering the neighbors. Right. Like it's like, what? So I, I don't I don't know what to say about it, but the false equivalence is always uh, equivalence always drives me nuts. So for Trump, he's going to get convicted in in that county. That's why those guys are going an extra mile. That's why they're going crazy in New York out of Cuomo because. If they can get the governorship, they can pardon Trump. So not, Republicans are strategic in how they do this stuff. And we need to understand that it's the mentality of the people in this country to forgive white folks no matter how horrendous the act is. So what happens is that in this case, you know, you have Trump who broke – and they keep saying using cute words like he's breaking the norm. Like that's a cute word. That dude broke the law. Yeah. Right. And we he need to be held accountable. And again, it's, it goes back to our last segment. It's like, what do you do when the law breaks the law and there's no justice inside of the justice system? There needs to be mm. something else. To do. That's a good point. No, I, I like that. There's no law when the law breaks the law. Uh, we're uh, we have eight minutes left in the segment. Uh, Mr. Elias, may give me your thoughts on it. Well, you know, Jay, uh, first and foremost, I'd like to let Marianne Music know that on that, that was Warren Hill, Tell Me All Your Secrets. And, um, wow, <laughs> what, what do I think? Wow. They, this is, hmm. I, I, I defer my time to someone else, man. I just. All right, Johnny, I, we'll, I, we'll close it up because it, it, it can be. It can leave you speechless because of the fact that this yeah. guy has been caught, Johnny D, or takes so much, mm-hmm. you know. You would think that. Think about this for a second. Remember Hart back in the day? Uh, you know, his whole presidency was was uh, just railroaded because there was a picture of him uh, with a woman sitting on his lap. You know, think about what happened to uh, Al Franken. You know, uh, the picture of him uh, pretending to grope a woman. This guy has been caught on tape talking about grabbing coochies. This guy has been caught on tape uh, saying, sign the check. For uh, the pay Stormy Daniels, this guy, I mean, you talk about nine lives. I mean, I think this guy has about 15, you know. I mean, and he still gets away with this nonsense. So uh, what, what say you, man, as we close this out? You know, he, he, he has certainly moved the bar in regards to corruption and how you define the highest and most powerful office in the world, not just in, in America, in, in the world. Uh, but, but, but let's, let's you know, and, and speaking about, you know, what, what he attempted to get the chief investigator um, to, to do in Georgia, just like he did uh, the secretary of state, uh, to, to be criminal in the actions. And, and in essence, this is extortion. I mean, this is no different than a phone call. Uh, from from a you know John Gotti type of figure where where he's calling and he's saying look I'm going to use my influence to muscle you and push you so this this is a mafia style type of of action by this criminal the the least of it okay the least of it is let's not deflect and distract the fact that this individual inspired a a, a coup d'etat on America, okay, in January. So even after he attempted to, to compromise and corrupt the Georgia state election and these officials and did it brazenly, I mean, he's not even smart enough to get somebody else to make the phone call, okay? 
He got on the phone himself because he's thinking, okay, nobody's going to deny me. See, that's that entitlement that people talk about, that sense of purpose, that sense of importance, like, okay, no, nah, let me get on the phone. He could have got anybody, the sons, anybody else to get on the phone, but he said, no, I'm Donald Trump, and, again, I can shoot somebody in, in the middle of Fifth Avenue and get away with it. That's the type of arrogance that he has demonstrated for, for, for the last four years in America. And to, to think that you can get on there and try to corrupt election officials. Now, again, to target, as, as, as Jerome said, to target Atlanta and Fulton County, where the vote is predominantly black. These, these laws that was originally inspired by Republicans uh, as far as the, the, the voter, um, the mail-in voting so that they can get those individuals out, they clearly say, hey, we got to suppress the vote. That's the only way that we can win. So, yeah, you know, to step back and say that they're, they're throwing out little frolies and stuff of that nature like that where you can't pass out water and things like that. I've, I've been on the voting sites. I've helped candidates and stuff. And in and, and, and North Carolina, it's, it's it's not as as deliberate to that point right there, but I mean, remember a couple of years ago where the Supreme Court said that the gerrymandering in this state right here was surgically manufactured, okay? Surgically manufactured to the point where it was intended to redraw the districts so that you can neutralize the minority vote. And this is what's going to happen. I, I think it's what 100 and some, I, I read somewhere where there's 100 and some uh, legislations across the United States where the Republicans are trying to get voting laws uh, uh, turned by 2022 and certainly by 2024. So again, I'm not surprised. This treasonous Oh yeah, like it. it, it, it uh, yeah, I read that. Uh, you know, but this guy's a treasonous. Um, he's a criminal, and if if New York doesn't get him, um, then certainly Georgia will get him. But he will be a convicted felon by the time 2024, and literally, 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 um, a non-existent um, in, 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 in in today's American politics. You know, Mr. Elias, I'm giggling here. Today. All right, I'm gonna get her in after the break. Uh, I, 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 uh, I'm giggling, man, because you can hear, you know, Johnny D's just venom for this guy. You know, it's like, you know, how I felt about Rush Limbaugh, how you feel about Daniel Cameron. You could just every time, every time Johnny D says retrobate, boy, I bet you he spit on somebody that's standing right by him because God dang it, that boy is mad when uh, when he say that word. Boy, I mean, he's upset. He is upset. All right, <laughs> thank you. All right, so listen, uh, welcome to the brand new serious uh, side, 347850 uh, It's time for an NPR News update. Uh, and after the break, uh, we're going to hear from one of our dear colleagues, uh, Rich Sister. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, and uh, once again, it's the serious side. Hope you guys love it. I'm starting to get comments in. Like I said, this is the debut of this new format, so there are a lot of moving parts, so forgive me. And the show will, you know, we'll make some tweaks and changes here, but um, heading out to the websites to pull comments down. I'll see you guys on the other side. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Total Wine and More, where you can fling into spring. They're talking bubbly for brunch. Pinot on the porch, anyone? And with thousands of bottles to choose from, you can always expect the unexpected. What'll it be today? Explore more in store or at TotalWine.com. 
Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says COVID-19 case counts and the vaccine rollout will determine when the Canada-U.S. border will reopen. And as Dan Karpinchuk reports, that it's not likely to happen soon. Trudeau says the border will reopen when vaccination rates and infections of the coronavirus reach levels that would make it safe for Canadians. He wouldn't rule out waiting until September or later. Trudeau says his government will heed the advice of health experts about when restrictions can be eased. The border has been closed to non-essential traffic for a year. Trudeau's comments come after some U.S. politicians have called for the border to reopen at the start of the summer. But Trudeau says even though vaccines are rolling out in the U.S., it's still seeing as many as 50,000 new cases a day. He says he will continue to work closely with Washington on border issues, but the safety of Canadians is his top priority. NPR News, I'm Dan Carpenter in Toronto. Amid flash flooding, hail and strong winds, several suspected tornadoes touched down in the Texas panhandle with no injuries or fatalities were reported. A meteorologist with the National Weather Service says four possible tornadoes touched down yesterday afternoon north of Lubbock. Two possible twisters also touched down south of Amarillo. It's snowing in Colorado and forecasters say as much as two feet of snow could fall in the Denver and Boulder regions. More than 2,000 flights have been canceled over the weekend at Denver International Airport. The state's Department of Transportation advises people to stay off the roads and warn of road closures. I'm going to give on NPR News, Washington. This message is sponsored by Good Catch Food. Many of us love seafood, and yet overfishing threatens our oceans. Switch to something sustainable. Try Good Catch Foods for 100% plant-based seafood. Go to goodcatchfoods.com to learn more. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know, I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. I've lived my life being angry. You know, I'm, which was what I was on Fox News. You know, I was the angry, conservative black woman. And at that time in my life, it was uh, who I was. And I realized in 2016 that anger is unsustainable and it will destroy you. And you know, what people don't know is that I made a lot of mistakes. And because of that anger. Being a supporter of Trump, you know, has put me in some kind of box that I do not belong in. I don't hate anyone. I don't, you know, I, I don't know where that comes from. And well, I, he's not the president. <laughs> so I'm going to give the president that we have right now a chance.
<laughs> that was uh, Stacy Dash uh, trying to reclaim her black card. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You can't make this stuff up. These people realized that it was career suicide to jump in bed with this guy, especially if you look like us on this show. But they did it. So now all of a sudden, just like Amarosa before her, she's begging to come back into the fray. Let's uh, bring in our dear sister, uh, rich sister Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? Welcome into the show. Good morning. How is everybody doing? Good morning, with sister. Doing well, uh, I, sweetie. I, yeah, I just want to say just two things in regards to what the, the new announcements and changes. Definitely, number uh, shout out to Kavina Man, Mariana Music, and Pastor Steve for much well-deserved dedication. They have definitely been tried and true supporters of this network. And, I mean, just much well-deserved dedication. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely just kudos to everyone a part of this uh, network, to Jay, to Mr. Elias, Johnny D, Vanessa, Jerome, uh, Kathleen Williams. Um, I'm just so glad to hear you say you're going to, do what you can to go to the next level, because I'm telling you, I know I'm biased, but I'm telling you, when I see these shows on MSNBC and CNN and satellite radio, if not better, and I say better, I know I'm biased, but I say better, you're just as good as anyone I'm seeing on them shows. Oh. I'm serious. Y'all, 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 make a grown man weak. Well, <laughs> weep on, weep on, brothers, weep on. <laughs> and my sister, <laughs> weep on. But I'm serious as a heart attack. Y'all, y'all better. And you deserve for your, this show to hit a much wider audience. Now, shout out to BTR because this is a good. Uh, starting ground for those who want to be in radio and stuff. But this show, the serious side, like you said, people can't turn BTR on in their car. You have to work to find BTR. I mean, that, that proves your numbers on BTR proves how good you are. So this show deserves to be heard in a much wider audience. And that's my prayer. So whatever whatever doors open for this show to go out further and reach further people, I pray that that happens in Jesus' name. Amen. It will happen. Amen. It will happen. It will happen. Amen. Correct that. It will happen in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Jackie. We, we keep your mic on. We want you here uh, during the segment. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven seven two. Wonderful words from a dear family member. She is a part of this, just like everyone else, and uh, we just appreciate her and love her to death. Now, uh, hopefully, this is recorded because I'll never say that again. But right now, I'm saying it because I'm feeling kind of mushy. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's talk about I the. Job, I will download the show. He said it. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. All right. <laughs> so, so, so let's talk about this uh, because, you know, when she – here's the thing, Vanessa, about Stacey Dash. 
and and you know, and I hate to say this, she, for me, I'm like, wow, she is fine as I don't know what. But at the end of the day, she sounded like she had lost her damn mind. I mean, think about some of the things that she had said in the past. And so the question is, shouldn't we let her back into the fold? Because this is the woman that said that we should abolish Black History Month and, uh, you know, the Miss Black, uh, Black uh, America pageant. You know, because uh, we should get rid of this stuff because, you know, BET should go away. You know, like BET represents all the black people in America. It's just some of her past comments makes it hard for some folks to say, come on back in. Like Tavis Smiley, for example. He's another guy uh, to me who's an Oreo cookie. You know, I love Oreo cookies. I just like the cookie itself. I don't like it when people are Oreo cookies. So is it fair? Should we be, uh, should we open our arms up like Amarosa did? Remember, we played that clip from Amarosa when she talked about those who didn't uh, acknowledge Donald Trump or have to face him. Then all of a sudden, now she has a book. He's the worst thing, you know, since Saddam Hussein. You know, at the end of the day, should we let these folks who look like us back into the fray because now they've had a come to Jesus moment or better yet because their career is really starting to take a hit because they didn't realize how much African Americans supported them. Now they want to come back home. The chickens have come home to roost. What say you, Vanessa? Okay. So she is a beautiful, beautiful, uh, physically beautiful black woman. And I say yes, physically Lord. because Oh, I I'm sorry, no, I, I, I digress. Physically. Go ahead. Stop it. I said physically because anything else about her appears to be ugly. Her, What she has said about black people has just been ugly. She has just been an Oreo. She's been a butt kisser, and it has gotten her nowhere. So for one second, I'm going to sound like Jerome. You ready, Jerome? I'm going to sound I'll take like it as a wrong. compliment. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Listen. Black people can be sometimes too forgiving. And see, black people will forgive her and let her butt back in. I say let that helper go hungry the rest of 2021 and, and oh, maybe wow. BET and Tyler Perry might want to consider putting her in something in 2022. But for 2021, let Donald Trump feed her. Let the Trumpsters feed her since she kicked so much butt. Go eat with them. Go eat with those white people, girlfriends, since you forgot that you were black. Just for me, you forgot you were black. So go hungry for 2021. Uh. Oh, uh, you said bye, Felicia. You sound a little more like Mr. Elias. Every now and then, Jerome's feathers get ruffled and he let one go. But Mr. Elias, that's on a weekly basis. Uh, speaking of the aforementioned uh, Jerome, man, you know, I was thinking about you when she made this appearance. Because, you know, like you talk about all the time, you know, there's no excuse for you to abandon your folks. It really and truly isn't. And so now all of a sudden you want to come back home because you realize, I guess you didn't realize how much of – uh, impact that African Americans can have on your career. You know, Mr. Elias talks about this all the time, spend your money in black places. And so at the end of the day, now she wants to come home. Now she's seen the light. She's been revived. And so here I am falling on the sword, 
accept me back, black people, because now I realize this guy don't give two cents about me. But more importantly, my career is in the toilet. What say you, Jerome? Well, okay. So forgive me. I'm going to sound like Vanessa today. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) don't go down. I love it. The first thing I thought about her is we're gonna have to welcome her home. Oh, Jerome! I can I can only tell you that you know. I, I'm like, who's next? Uh, Zoe's on Donna. Like, who else is coming back in the fold? Because technically, we go through this, right? So she stayed at Fox. Now Fox don't want her, and now she won't come home. <laughs> right? But, but we are forgiving folks to our own detriment, and black people are always forgiving, right? The genus Solomon is yeah. in us. We can't help it. Now, I'm not giving you my personal opinion, but I'm just telling you generally that, you know, she she uh, she's a sad case to me. And she has not been pretty in a long time. And I think that's just because her her internals is ugly, right? And so even superficially on the surface, I don't think anybody has any kind of – I wouldn't cast her in jack. I'm not saying she shouldn't work. I'm just saying, like, she gives that off. And it has to do with her belief system because, again, she she was she was married um, to somebody outside of her community. She divorced him. She's getting a lot of money in child support, and then she's jumping on black women about having babies and then being single mothers. And she was living mm. off child support, and then she gets married again. What did she say about a single mother? Huh? What did she say about a single mother? She, she her her stance was that people need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, and you just can't sit home collecting a check because you have kids, kind of thing. Like that was her, that was her stick. Stacey Dash was like early on was about her telling people to take on their own personal responsibility, and black people need to do for themselves. Like she just went hard at black people, but she was married mm. to a white man, got you know, and and had kids, and she was getting child support from him jumping on black people about uh, them not working. She wasn't, right? And now she's shunned by the people who she embraced. And, again, I'm going to say this again, um, she's going she's gonna to be able to come back home. Black people don't do that. But mm, you get a little bit of sense. You can go straight all you want to, but, you know, just like everybody else, you know, the famous statement that OJ made, I'm not black, I'm OJ when he was at the height of his power, right? Like, when he was really big in the NFL, he was bigger than being yeah. black. And mm-hmm. not no more. Our, our, our Tiger Woods. Our, yeah, our Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. That's a good point. That's a damn yeah. good point, Jerome. I like the way you brought that home. He is exactly right, uh, uh, Johnny D. Tiger Woods, all these people, you know, I'm Blasian or whatever the hell he called himself. Now, all of a sudden, you know, when you need black folks, uh, especially OJ, because OJ was living that life like, hey, I'm on the NBC Sports and, you know, I, I have this beautiful white wife. And ooh, now all of a sudden, black folks, you know, oh, come on, he treat me bad because of my skin color. You would think about that when you was rubbing elbows. And like Vanessa said and Jerome said, and I agree. Let her let her start. Let, let, she's not going to start, obviously. But 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 you know, put her out I did there. Not say that. Her. 
Well, okay. Well, you're right. You sounded yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I got the world reversed. I was, I was because you were today. you were Vanessa and she was your own. My bad. I got it mixed up. My bad. <laughs> so, so, so like Vanessa Jerome said, you know the the female version of Jerome said, you know at the end of the day, let her suffer. Let her get out there and see how it feels. Because it, you know when you sit here and say these derogatory things about our people. You know, the reason why we have Black History Month is because white folks didn't want to acknowledge our existence. The reason why we have a, this Black America package because black folks weren't even being recognized. And for her to say this nonsense, and then now she wants to come back home, you can kick rocks by Felicia. Johnny D., what say you? Well, Jay, I'm going to first say that uh, you, you digressed real bad at, initially when you said, yes, Lord, she is. Uh, uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, her, her, my bad. Her, 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 <laughs> my bad. So, so, my bad. My bad. So you I'm sorry. But, 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 <laughs> but there again, like I say, uh, re, re, reality speaks truth. Uh, this was a, a young lady who came up, and I don't think that there's a person who watched those almost B type of movies that she was playing in that did not find her to be appealing. So I would be less than truthful if I said anything different. You know, the, the name of her book stands for family. I mean, you know, it's, it, 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 it takes shape in regards to why she's an actress, okay? Entertainers mm. have a tendency to, again, try to come back home when things don't go their way. Um, I, I've, I've always felt this way, and I still feel this way. Um, many, many years ago, uh, one, of, one, 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 one of my persons that I admire that was much older than me, uh, I remember him telling me, he said, you know, he says, uh, white people hate you because you're black, but they mistreat you because you're poor. So Stacey mm. Dash, at the plight of her career, was valued at $8 million. Now, if you look at the sources now, she's around $100,000, $200,000. So oh, wow. in that sense, you can only imagine that the Fox News now is utilizing that philosophy against her. She says some horrific things, some horrible things. Did she truly believe it? Then she may as well because she said it. She talked about African Americans uh, basically being worthless, and, and and as Jerome said, need to pull themselves up. She's talked about transgender people saying that they need to go out mm-hmm. in the woods. So she has said some horrible, horrible things. She voted against President Obama, and not only you know did she exercise the right to have a vote. I'm okay with that, but then you got out there and tried to critique this. This fine man and his family Because of your support for Mitt Romney And then of course this is where she started That elevation uh, In regards to the conservative radio And all and talk shows And just simply trying to be that person You know how we always got that one that wants to Sit at the table and try to be Accepted because you know they, They'll look after me Yeah like I said mm-hmm. still that hate is there the mistreatment comes when you no longer are a value. So now what does she do? She gets on there and she, 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 you know, she gets a box of Kleenexes and she cries and tears up. And you're exactly <laughs> right. Somebody's going to put her on some show, um, whether it's Gail King or Oprah Winfrey will interview her. And Final what we will do is what we always do because we are forgiven people. We're going to embrace her. So I'm not going to suggest that we not because that's who we are. You know, it is about forgiving because mm. there's no perfection on this radio. Okay, there's no perfection with no. any other commentaries. We all have our flaws, oh. and we should all be asked 
asking for some degree of forgiveness. So uh, we would embrace her. We agree with her. Go ahead. That's what Jay's doing. We'll bring, we'll bring her back. We, we'll certainly bring her back uh, in, in, into the fold. But she is who she is, and that's who she is, and she's got to live with herself, which is which is a tough thing for some people to do. You understand what I'm saying? At the end of the day and when the day and the night meets, you got to feel good about that person that's sitting in that mirror. And what side of that mirror uh, th- does she favor, okay? Is this the actress in her that's just saying, you know what, I'm going to do what I have to do and perform this part so that I can get my income up and get back into the mainstream and graces? Or is this a young lady who is truly repentant? Who knows? Time will only tell Oh, okay, wow. real you quick, know, because I know everything is time. I yeah, because Mr. Elias hasn't Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, me right. too. I'm, I'm going to be praying. Uh, I'm, I'm praying too. Like, man, I, I, I'm like, you know, you're going to stick your middle finger up at me, then I'm going to tell you to, you know, uh, go kick rocks. Mr. Elias, man, what say you? Five well, minutes you left. Know what, man? Uh, as, as, as a, uh, <laughs> wow. Man, look, man, uh, between her and Candace Owens, I, oh yeah! I don't, Jesus Christ! Yeah, man, forgot about her. God, man. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they. You know, she, she. And I, I, I gotta agree. She is. She, she's a nice looking woman, but her attitude is just stank, man. She's a stank person, and I, I don't. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't care. I don't care to see anything that she's in. I don't care to listen to her. I don't care to listen to Candace Owens. So the bottom line is, you know, to me. She's 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 rubbed people the wrong way for way too long, man. I mean, everybody's got their their opinion on how you should be and how you shouldn't be. But now it's like now that I can't now that I can't run, run this conservatism like I should anymore. They're not paying me like I should. Hey hey y'all, take me back. Come on now, you know it's a, it was a joke. I was just kidding with y'all. Come on, be, 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 be for me. Come on now, you know you know look look at my pretty smile. Look at me. I look yeah. at me. look at me now. Come on back home. Come on, let me come on back home. Man, come on, man. You, 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 you got to stay grounded in who you are, man. You got to stay grounded. Whoa. No matter how much money you get, how much thing, how, how things are, you know, you got to stay grounded. And that's what happens when people get a lot. You know, money does not change people. Money just makes you, makes you to the person that you are, man. Bottom line, you've always been that type of person. You just, you know, play the role until she got money. Now she ain't got no money. Now she want to come back home. You, you well, know, she got money. Don't do it. It would yeah, yeah. kill me when people say that, though. When you say, like, Donald Trump is exactly. really hurting. Donald Trump is still a millionaire. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Jackie. No. Let, let, me get, let me get you in on this real quick. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say to Stacey Dash, to Amarosa, Diamond and Silk, uh, Candace Owens, Clarence Thomas, and the rest of the Oreos. Look, you just, you just can't come back. You can't just come back. We got to reinstate you as a black person. You got to read the black people oath. Look, you you don't get to just come back over here. You know, you know there's a process involved. You got to see if you're still black. Look, come on. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> there's a vote that got to take place. Right. We got to see if we want you to come back. <laughs> you know, you don't get to just come back over yeah, here. Yeah,
347 Welcome back here. It's 31 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side, the new and improved serious side. But you know we always got to say good morning to our folks. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Getting better and better as the hours pass. Good morning, everybody. Oh. Go get vaccinated. Go get vaccinated. Absolutely. Glad you said that. Jackie is in the place to be. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to be here, as always. And the man with the sub voice from the Carolinas, the one and only Johnny D in the place to be. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, feeling real good. Uh, interesting format, Jay. I'm enjoying it. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, Mr. Jerome is free in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing outstanding. The man that gets the first and last word, Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, man. How are you? Uh, good morning to you, <laughs> sir, and good morning. Uh, uh, good morning, Nessa. Uh, good morning, Kathleen. Uh, good morning, Rich Sister. Uh, good morning, Mariana Music. Uh, good morning, Momo B. Good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. Thank you good so morning, much, Mr. Can we say hello? Can we say hello to the people in the chat room, if you don't mind? We have, uh, you know, we got, of course, we got our brother Covina, man. He's in there with us. Rich Sister was in there with us. And also, we got the brother Yard Jockey that's in there with us. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Uh, let me see who we got in the house hanging out, listening to us. The pastor's in the house, Mary Ellen Music. Uh, Terry, Patricia, uh, Rex, uh, John, uh, Justine. I mean, so many people in the house. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for your warm Jay. comments. Coming, yes, sir. Uh, Mary Ann Music, that was Stand Tall, 3000 by Bob Baldwin, by the way. Mama's fault. I should have said it earlier. My fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're messing up, man, because Mary Ann Music will get in that ass if you don't do the right thing. <laughs> thank you much, so much for uh, <laughs> listening in to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, coming up, uh, let's get into this final topic. Uh, well, not a final topic. Let's get into this topic. Very disturbing, so I'm going to warn you guys up front. Let's listen and we'll talk on the other side. This has got to stop. And this is going to end with him. Today, Summer Smith, the mother of 14-year-old Samarion Humphrey, is speaking out after claiming her son has been the target of physical and mental abuse by his classmates at Plano ISD's Haggard Middle School. This is not a prank. This is beyond bullying. You are evil. She said she tried to inform the school and district, but when no actions were taken, she took her own. Posting this now viral video to her Facebook accusing her son's classmates of forcing Humphrey to drink urine. It happened at a sleepover last month she says was orchestrated by the kids to bully him. Where it was premeditated and it was obvious that Samarion was only invited for their pure entertainment. But she says the problem started before the sleepover, saying Humphrey has been harassed and degraded for nearly a year with no help from staff. Samarion actually made complaints to his coaches and was told boys will be boys. The Plano Police Department is conducting an investigation. Plano ISD released a statement in part stating our district does not tolerate or condone bullying or harassing behavior and is taking prompt and remedial action to address the concern. Today, protests broke out in front of the school with parents and students fighting for change. Something that Smith says they won't stop fighting for. 
So, uh, as a parent, when you hear this story, it's very disturbing. And I find I found myself getting so irate behind this that I couldn't contain it. And I'm going to reach out to his mother to see can we get her on the show. You know, these white kids made this young African-American boy drink their piss. Let me say that again. They made this young boy drink their urine. And you want to call that bullying? Now, as a father, let me say this. Had that happened to my child, there would be no new format of the serious side because I'd be in jail. I'm telling you right now. How low? That's Lord is spitting on somebody. Make them drink your urine? I, anyone can jump on this. We we have uh, we have six uh, minutes, seven minutes on this one. Go ahead, man. I, I, I saw the story mm. on this, and this was this was very disgusting. You know, to me, they they invite. First of all, the guy, the, the the way this story happened, the guy, the young guy, befriended uh, one of his one of the guys, and then he said, "Hey, man, we're having a sleepover. Come on over." And then when he found out, when the young guy found out who was there, who was going to be there. He's like, yeah, I don't think I want to do this. Oh, no, everybody's cool. We're going to come on. Come on. Yeah, we can hang out. And they, they punched and kicked this kid while he slept. Mm. Then, then, then they woke him up and said, hey, man, you're snoring. You're snoring. And they, they, they woke him up and they said, hey, here's some water. Drink it. And all these, all these young-ass punks had urinated in a cup. And they, and they said, here, drink this water. Drink this water. And they, and, they, and, and they told him about it when he woke the next morning when they woke up. They said, hey, you know you were drinking our urine. They, 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 hey, man, uh, you're right, Jay. If it, was my, if it was any one of my relatives, I'd have been whooping kids' asses. I'm sorry. I'd, I'd have treated you just like you were an adult. Since you want to play this game, we're going to play it real cool. We're going to play it just like that. I would be in jail, too. I'm sorry. This is unbelievable. And the, and the parents that were there, their asses should be in jail, too. Because the sleepover, they, they, you know, if he went to complain to the parents and they did nothing about it, and the coach is talking about boys will be boys, that's bull. That is just straight up bull. There's also a thing called racism, and that's what this is. Because these were white kids that did this to this man, this black kid. Yeah, yeah to me, it's just, you know, the emboldenedness. We were back again at the emboldenedness of people that show their butts. Thanks, Trump. So here he is. so this is unfortunately not surprising because it's like this cauldron has it's been lit, it's boiled over, it's lifted, and it's been the emboldness. Now I'm with y'all. Somebody, somebody is gonna be <laughs> in jail or possibly up under the ground. Because um, that's more, that's way past boys will be boys. That's that's nothing of the sort. For for somebody to put it on that level is disgusting. That's I have no words. to me or something. I I, I have no words. It's not a cult. It's just white people thinking they can do what they want to do and get away with it. We're investigating. Uh, we're going to investigate it. Bullying is not allowed. You know, bullying is calling the kid fat. 
bullying is is doing all those types of things to make someone else drink your urine, your waste. Think about how toxic that could be. Yeah. I, I mean, I I, I am yeah. just I am so put off, Vanessa, by this story that you know every time I think about it, veins in my head just they just bulge because I am I just somebody should pay for this. And, 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 you know, but listen, if they can kill us, they damn sure can make us drink pee and nothing's going to happen to them. What say you? Some things, y'all. I, some things are so far-fetched that it was even done and nothing was done about it yet. See, me, I just have to, I'd have to go get an attorney. I'd have to start filing charges against people. I'd have to start suing people. I really can't comment because it just wouldn't be pretty if it was. I don't care if you got one child, two child, three children, but I only got one. So somebody, somebody would be paying some consequences for that happening to my child. Whether I had one child, two child, or three, but I, I just think I, I I can't even speak on it because it's just. It's just such a horrible, horrendous crime that the adults was not paying attention to them. They let it happen. They should be in trouble. The children should be in trouble. But what you going to do to children? What you going to do to children? I mean, you, you know. You're going to whoop their ass. That's what you but, do to them. But, no. No. <laughs> you sound like the yes. person of mine over here. No. Yes. Yeah, I want to. Yes. Well, y'all wait. It is far past whooping these children. It's something mentally wrong with these children and the parents are not going to whoop them because if they did or they had any scares of their parents they wouldn't have done it in the first place my child would have never thought about it because she knew i was going to beat her down jay one of your children probably think the same thing so i'm just saying those of us who got fear in our children we know they're not going to do it but these parents these children who've done it no, their parents aren't going to do anything to them. Think about it. That's when you they keep saying that. Okay, so I'm just saying I would be going after some people. Some I would be going after the adults because you can't do nothing to the children. I would go after the adults. This is absolutely horrible. He is walking out the bedroom <laughs> mumbling. He's so mad. Listen to Bobby. Bobby's mad. Listen to Bobby. I can't hear Bobby in the background. Bobby is hot. <laughs> Bobby Jones is upset. And he should be. He but, should but be. Yeah, I want to correct. I didn't. I want to make a correction. I didn't say cope. I said assault. This should okay. be charged right, sorry, yeah. some kind of assault, I was saying. Yeah, okay, good. Thank you for clearing that. Against the parents because they are. It's the same thing, y'all, if you have a party for your child and you serve alcohol. They're going out to the parents. So it should be the exact same thing with this, with these slumber party or whatever party they're having and making that boy drink urine. They should go out to the parents. So I can't say that more because I would just be the mad black woman. I mean, so... Yeah, well, it's it's beyond all that. You know, the one thing I the one thing I'm gonna say. Here, let me jump here real quick. So I'm gonna get everybody. The, the one thing I will say is this. Is, you know, Jerome, I I, I, I uh, you have nieces and, and nephews. I can't imagine what you would do to somebody if 
someone called you and said to you that someone had done this to one of your young relatives. I, I just can't imagine what you would do. I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. What say you, Drew? I'm sorry. I can't imagine telling you what I would do. <laughs> you can't imagine what? What did he say? I, I missed it. What did he say? I can't imagine telling you what I would do. Like, that's crazy. I ain't telling you jack. All I'm saying is... <laughs> I'm not, not going to incriminate myself. <laughs> okay. Well, it ain't about to incriminate myself. I think, I think you should know. Right, it, and, and I, I guess I, I'm not apologizing for Jack, but I was going to say I guess I should apologize about what I said about that public service announcement about not raping people. I guess them fools need to know, like there must be, you know, folks out there who need to be told that if you do this, you there are repercussions in life, and I think mm. this is where the cultures split with black people, right? So even mm. with them going to white school, it does justify HBCUs. It justifies black people having their own safe environments because white folks' pathology is shining like nobody's business. We watch Trump go through and run rape havoc. We're watching with, with that guy Brock Turner rape an unconscious girl, and the, guy, and the judge said we don't want to ruin his life. We're watching mm. their pathology, right, and we mm. are not adjusting to it. But I am telling you right now, Anybody like when I don't and, and it's my whole thing with Stacey Dass. All of this stuff is full circle. Black folks will rally together if you do something to black people, right? And so you should not feel safe if you're a bunch of white folks like with a mob mentality going after somebody black. I don't think you should feel safe because you get the law and the justice system actually looking out for you as individuals. And this system is not looking out for us. So I'm not going to say what I would do personally, but I can tell you this. The majority at 99% of black folks, you better watch your back. When you, I don't care individually, kid or not. Your parent better handle that or somebody else is going to handle them. Mm, I mean, wow. that is, that 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 is funny the, to me. Yeah, this is coming from the host. Uh, on a need to know basis, which comes up here in about uh, 15 minutes. Um, you know, Johnny D. Uh, <laughs> you know, Johnny D. As a uh, parent, uh, you know, your response is going to be interesting to me. And let me just make a uh, take 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 a few minutes to to uh, add a, a show note. We're gonna we're gonna move the uh, council culture uh, subject to next week because I want to spend a little bit more time on this. We're running right on time. This is a beautiful thing. Uh, but I want to spend. I want to take this one all the way up until the end of the show because I think it's important. You know, Johnny D. Um, uh, we we have about uh, we have another uh, ten minutes still left in this. Actually, five minutes. I'm sorry. Um, you know, as a parent, I'm curious to to because one of the things I, I love about your brother is that. You know, for those who may not know, there's a, a 1985 Johnny D, and then there's this <laughs> remarkable young man that we have on this show uh, here in 2021. And I've seen it. I've seen the evolution of this man. And so I know what the 1986 Johnny D would do, because I know we'd have to try to find a way to, to hide him from the authorities. But 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 you know I'm curious to what the 2021 Johnny B thinks uh, about this horrific story. How you know as a parent getting that call and seeing the video of this, 
I think that's what Al he the boy was crying as they made him drink this. What say you, John? I'm gonna have to get educated in regards to to this this particular incident uh, after the show. I, I had not heard of it until uh, earlier with the segment, so I did did what I typically do, try to research. Uh, but I, I think what, what, where we need to go first, I, I'll go back to that to that 1980 85 86 version, and I'm also gonna go back to that 85 86 version of my big brother Jay Ryle who. Mm. One thing that that uh, and 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 I'll say this right here, if you recall, we had a passion for defending the the the, the less appealing people. Okay, mm. the um, and, and I'm gonna say the young man's name, uh, and and I hope I'm not infringing Jay, but 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 you remember the Gill Darts and all those individuals that that we actively yep. tried to protect against themselves because they had a self esteem issue. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's a bigger it's it's a bigger picture here in regards to self esteem. Now I do think that the passion is coming because you got the black white element which is which is significant, okay? But to me what makes a fourteen year old girl allow herself to be passed around by eight or nine young men? What makes a fourteen year old boy who I've investigated, kill a 75-year-old woman and break into her home because he was swayed by the gang. So there's a self-esteem issue that comes with this. And as a, as a parent of, 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 of children, we all have, have our parents, but, but the thing that, 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 I, that, that, that worries me more than anything is I, I think about the challenges and the struggles that today's generation of kids face that I was not necessarily protected from but didn't have the exposure to. It is it's, it's hard it's, 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 it's heartwarming to think mother will hold herself accountable and, and to a degree should that she wanted her son to be involved with, with, with individuals and socialize with individuals so much that she would allow him to go to, to this group of, of family members. And I'm not going to condemn her because she probably knew him or what have you. And as far as the parents of the home, is there some accountability there? There's some accountability in raising ethical young kids, but we all know. We've all been there. We've, we've been young. And I know I've done some, some ignorant stuff in my day, okay, some real ignorant stuff in my day. But the one thing that I, I will always say, I never victimize people. I was always an advocate for the underdog and would fight you for the underdog because that was never something that I did. But I had people who I knew every day that that was their premises as far as bullying and exploiting people. I've seen more egregious acts on black on black. So, again, the bigger picture is the self-esteem issue that this young man is obviously facing to subject himself to, one, that crowd and the need to fit in. And then the anguish that he allowed himself to be tormented. And, and again, you're 14 years of age. There is a degree of maturity that a 14-year-old today has versus a 14-year-old um, back I, when was I, 19, 1984. Okay, so there, there is a degree because it's an information age. But, you know, again, um, my heart goes out to the young man. Um, Bullying yeah. is real, okay? I, 
I deal with predators every day. So this is something that I see every day. I see grown men succumbing and subjecting themselves to de- degrading things solely to survive. So this is not un- un- unusual to me. I've dealt with juveniles. I've dealt with gang members. So I see this all the time. And, it, and it's a bigger picture, okay? It's a bigger picture. It's that self-esteem. It's about not extracting, yeah. you know, that, that 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 sense of being from your children before they go out of the house. You know, I tell my people yeah. all the time, you know, my war is outside that door. I'm not going to fight inside my house, and I'm not going to have people yeah. who are going to be inside my house that's going to step back here and pluck at the body armor and the fabric of a productive. But I got to tell you, I look at my – yeah, when, when, when I look at my little ones, man, I'm telling you, there's sometimes, man, where I sit back, man, and as a grown man, I weep because I look at them and I say, what are they going through that I can't help them with? What are they yep. dealing with that I can't help them with? You understand what I'm saying? So my yeah. heart goes out to the mother. But then at the same time, the family who hosted this probably had every sincere intent that it was going to be right. But these kids, well, you can't protect them against the elements of the community. All you can do is put them up in, in, in a position, man, to where, you know what, they feel comfortable in bringing it to you or they'll make that decision. That's why, what, what, what does it say? You've got to raise a child. Got to raise a child. In that, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't want to get too religious, Jay, but you know where I'm going. Yeah. You, you got to bring them up. Yeah. You got to bring them up with a word so yeah. that maybe they, they will inspire to lean back towards that way. But the reality of it is they Absolutely. may not. They may make bad decisions because they're young. They, yeah. They're coming up. But like I say, I've seen grown men. I've seen grown yes. men do degrading yeah. stuff simply to survive and and. It really right. is about a self-esteem issue, man, and it, so it, it, it's bigger. It, it, it's bigger than than, than than black and white. It really is. Yeah, it's it's tough to watch. It really truly is tough to watch. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Inaugural show. We're going to go over because I definitely want to get to uh, a new segment that we have put in place here because as a uh, dedication to our listeners, we've renamed three of our segments. Uh, so uh, now it is time uh, for. Uh, Pastor Steve's state your case or read comments from our world famous chat room and uh, social media. Mr. Elias, man, what do you have? We have a lot of comments, so we're going to probably go over uh, folks this yeah. morning, but what you have to say is? I got Covina, uh, man. He said, Covina, Covina uh, uh, he said, I'm honored. And then he said, and then uh, Yard Jackie said, and she needs to make a mad dash for the exit. Don't let her back in. Once, uh, once they stole, always a soul, uh Dash made the ultimate sin against black race blasphemy. She needs, he said, mm. she needs to be cast into the lake of fire. Wow. Oh boy. That's much, wow. Wow. That's uh, that's that's not Christian life. Do you have anything else, Mister Elias? That's that's all I got. All right, let me read these real quick. All right, Pastor, uh, to say that I'm honored is an understatement. You guys. I have you guys to thank because your show, because if your show was subpar, I wouldn't be here. I love the new format. The listeners are lucky. Once again, thank you for the honor, Jay and Kurt. That's you know how we feel about you. You the man. You don't want to keep us on this spiritual journey that we need to stay on. Pray for us, Pastor. Mary on the music, tears of joy. I love the new format, and Jay, I adore you for blessing me with my own segment. No, we adore you, baby. Mwah. Terry from Dallas, Texas. I agree with Jackie. This is a great show, and it deserves to be heard on the masses. Thank you, Terry. Patty from Orlando, Florida. Pretty people think that they have privilege 
I was initially shocked by Jerome's first answer about Stacy, but my boy redeemed himself at the end, LOL. By the way, I really <laughs> love the new vibe of the show. Franklin from Chicago, Illinois. Good job, fam. I like the feel of the new format. Goes to show you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You shouldn't call Mr. Elias an old dog, Franklin. Ray from Houston, Texas. I love the new format, and I'm glad that you still have a little of the old show mixed in as well. Nice job. Yeah, you go, Ray Ray. Uh, Renee from Stockton, California. The story about the young man being forced to drink urine is so disturbing. This is why we listen. Love the format. Jill from North Carolina. Johnny, you make the Carolinas proud. There you go. That's right. Johnny, make the Carolinas proud. All right, it is time for our final thoughts. And uh, let's start with the ladies. Miss Vanessa, final thoughts as we close out the show and get ready for Jerome. Uh, okay. Great format. Glad I felt well enough to uh, call in. I had a vaccine. My yeah. vaccine, Moderna. Made me feel really, really crummy yesterday and today. But I, I'm glad I'm here. Great show, Jay. Thanks, everybody, for allowing me to be a part of your Sunday morning. And uh, on my way to church, but last but not least, don't get vaccinated. Yeah. Didn't you say you wasn't going to get a shot at first and you changed your mind? No, I've always said no. I was going to get yeah. the shot. I just said I did not she want five. You said research. Yeah, she was oh, okay, all right. I wanted to pull I, some I old tape up. Okay. I have to. I have to. Okay. Today. Okay, all right. Love you. Safe travels to church. Uh, all right, Jackie, final thoughts. Uh, definitely love the new format. The, like I said, the dedications. And once again, kudos to everybody on the TJRF radio network. Just like I said, the sky's the limit. Just believe in that. I just want to say, AC Dash, Diamond Silk, and the rest of y'all, y'all, y'all get back to black applications will be sent to you uh, within the week. So get those into us. We'll think about it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. The, uh, uh, Johnny D, the place to be, man, final thought. I, I, I echo the sentiments, love the new format, love the opportunity that uh, you all have presented me for accepting me in, as, as one of the contributors into this forum. Uh, but, I, but I do, I'm, I'm going to wrap up real quick, Jay. Uh, I want to I, I, I just kind of qualify my, 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 my disdain and my passion for, for the, that reprobate and that criminal, okay? Um, imagine... <clears throat> Imagine being the leader of 330 million people, and you're so corrupt and unethical and, and, and moral that you are responsible for the death of over 500,000 people because mm. of your senselessness. Wow. As, as a leader of men, and Jay, you, you, you've served and you've been a leader of men, when, when God blesses you, to take on the responsibility and the burdens of others, it's incumbent upon you to do it in a in a more ethical way. So this 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 disdain is real, okay? Because this guy has 331 million people in America that he's responsible for, and he did it haphazardly. He did self-service. So no, there is no honor in how I speak about that reprobate. So that's where it comes mm. from. Wow. 
glad you uh, justified your comments, uh, All right. And for you guys who are listening live, we thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Uh, call in if you want to hear the next segment coming up. For those who usually listen, hang tight because it's coming up next. Speaking of which, the man who will command the next hour, the one and only uh, Mr. Jerome Spree, man, final thoughts. Well, you know, um, again, everybody has to, you know, when we talk about these stories, my goal is to put out some information to give you a, a different perspective. I don't try to do that on purpose, but some of this stuff, you know, that's meant to rattle us up, and some of it you need to be rattled up for. So, you know, I know sometimes mixed messages that, you know, they were with me and then they left me or they was left me and then they with me. But I don't, I'm not wishy-washy in my thoughts. So everybody kind of just stay focused and understand that there's a culture difference with black folks. And if you don't know, um, you don't know. So everybody now, now you know. Come on now. Biggie, Biggie, if you don't know, now you know. Come on, Jerome, man. It was, that, was, that was right there for you, brother. No, 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 because they still don't know. I tried to say ask, to say ask, a, ask a friend, but I don't want them doing that. Don't ask black folks, Jack. If you don't know, you don't know. Like, just so, I ain't telling you, just so it's not now you know. That's a biggie. That's a, I, I would have been with you. That's a biggie. <laughs> uh, my, my main man from New York. All right, the man that gets the first and last word. My brother, Mr. LDS, man, final thoughts. Well, hey, this one, hey, look, Jackie, uh, We'd like to, I'd like to publicly thank you for the work you did earlier in the show as our, as our uh, information director. You know, that was, that, was, that was precious, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. You were there from the beginning with us, and I thank you, and I appreciate you. Um, and, uh, look, I appreciate the new format. It takes us and gives more information for us to get out there, so I definitely like that. And also, look, folks, if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. I'm going to say that until the day I die. You got to get out and vote. I got, I got relatives, I got friends, I got family who will not get out and vote. They will not vote because they said their vote doesn't make a difference. Well, if your vote doesn't make a difference, why are they trying to take your vote away from you? You got to realize one thing. They're taking, your, they're taking your voice away from you so you don't vote. So they, 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 come on. You got to realize that, and if you don't realize that, me talking is, is is a waste of time. But I'm going to keep doing it until you realize that your vote matters. So get out and vote. Mm. Speak. You know, when you talk about a vote not mattering, Mr. Elias, one of the things you always tell us is to get out and vote. Get out and vote to be a part of the process. There's a reason why these people are doing what they're doing. They don't want you to show up at the polls because they want to continue to have the ability to dictate what you do and how you do it. You know, one of the rules I have is you can't talk to me about politics if you didn't take your butt to the vote to the polls and vote. We can't have a conversation because you have no say so. I hear people say all the time, well, Trump this, Trump that. He's this, he's that. Well, did you go vote? No, man, it's not going to make a difference. Then shut up talking to me because we have nothing to say. Because if you don't want to be a part of the process, then you're a part of the problem. Now, it is your right to not vote. If you don't want to vote, don't vote. Your forefathers, people that look like us, died so they can have the right to go vote. I remember doing one of our segments, which is now called Convena Time, but we played about the story about the man who got up and got dressed. 
and walk 10 miles to a voting place only to be told that he couldn't vote there. He walked another X amount of miles, and he walked all day long in his brand-new suit because they had the ability to vote for the first time, only to be turned down when they knew that man at the first location had the right to vote right there. But they did it to try to suppress the vote. This has been going on for a long time, folks. Republicans don't play by the rules. Republicans play by those famous words that were uttered by the minister by any means necessary. And on that note, Mr. LES, we've jumped into my boy's time long enough. If it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. Folks, it is a pleasure to serve you. Love the comments. Thank you so much. Put in a lot of work to change the format, but we feel that we need to give you as much information as possible in a very short period of time. And I'm just, I'm overwhelmed by the comments. I'm glad because we do this for you. We don't do it for anyone else. We do it for you. We want you to be informed. We want you to know what's going on. And that's why what's coming up next on a need to know basis, you get that knowledge there. Like Jerome say, we don't do this because, uh, you know, we're trying to, we're not trying to do anything. We're just giving you the truth. We're giving it to you straight up and raw. Whether you choose to accept it or not, that's your business. Have a wonderful work week. We love you. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the new serious side of the J-Rod Show. Be blessed, folks. Safe travels. We'll talk to you next week. Five, four, three, two, one. The First Lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? I tell you what, it's like fine wine. If it's good, you never change it. There he is, the man. It's time for all the need to know bases with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Man, what's going on, Jerome, this morning? Yes, sir. And, you know, we're not changing this format yet, but we do add a a few new segments in every now and then, right? Absolutely. Black History 367. Before before you leave, Jay, Jay, like on the last show, I'm going to start with an unconfirmed Black History fact. Okay, so this, this is unconfirmed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're still gonna do some Black History facts a little later on in the news segment. But the unconfirmed Black History fact is this is what I'm hearing. Some guy Herbert McAllister. It was someplace in the deep okay. south. I think it's someplace in, in near 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 Houston, but in Texas area. It's the first okay. person known to utter the words thicker than a snicker. But I unconfirmed. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm pretty sure people want to know about that. So I'll be looking, and I'll have, that, I'll have a report for you on Sunday, sir, about hey, the well, snicker than a snicker. If you, need, if you need to know what that means, just, you know, send your comments into comments. <laughs> <laughs> we, All right, brothers, let me give it to you. We, we have a new comments de- de- department in Fargo 
That's going to be tough. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, I love it. I love it. All right, guys. It's all yours. Uh, <laughs> hey, wait, Jay. You remember what last week, in case you missed it, you know what last week was, right? What was it? Remind me. Last week was um, the guy from St. Louis. It was Clarence. I can't remember his last name. He came up with this term. He was the first one to proclaim drinking of somebody's bathwater. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. that was, yeah, yeah, drinking somebody's bathwater. Yeah, yeah, he was the first one. It was in from the, the yeah. Oh, so, man, I love it. We will have more unconfirmed black history facts. But, <laughs> but this is what oh, happens. There are other facts that y'all don't know about that nobody really put down, but we got a list of them. So they just said. All right, so I love our, it, man. Oh. Our, first, our first story, Disneyland is to reopen in Anaheim um, in late April. Is what they said that they their bid to retain their ten thousand workers who were furloughed when they closed um, last year because of COVID. So on in a statement released on Tuesday, uh, the Disney the Walt Disney Company um, announced that they have an official launch date. So they're bringing their um, their workers back. Now again, the pandemic's not over. <laughs> so no, it's not. That so, is close. Yeah. So so it's it's interesting to to me. That there's an acceptable loss of death in this country, and um, it's sad and sick. Yeah. But again, yes, when when um, rich folks get their shot, and they're like, "Oh, well, you can't kill me, so I can do what I want to do." This is the result what? of it. Yeah, yeah. Bring your kids to Disney. That's all right. It's gonna <laughs> be fun. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know. Anyway, I just want to say enough about that. But you know, the Dr. Seuss books. As their yeah. sales have quadrupled to more than 1.2 million copies bought in the first week of March after the publisher pulled six titles over racist stereotypes. It was the family. It was yeah. the foundation that owns Dr. Seuss. They pulled it. It wasn't politically yeah. correct. It wasn't that, you know, the Democrats was like, this is unfair. It was the family that pulled that. And you know yeah. what white folks did? Yeah. Right. Like this is this is that yep. Trump thing, right? That pathology. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. they don't like big gulps. And Sarah Palin goes on with a big gulp. <laughs> like they they're ridiculous. But 1.2 million copies sold, and um, NPD Book Scan, which tracks around 85 percent of retail sales, said that um, the top sellers weren't even books uh, were being withdrawn, but their sales went up. Wow. 1.2 million sold. Wow. But they won't invest money in education, but they don't invest money in that crap. That's what yep. gets me, man, about these people. I just tell you that we throw away a lot of money in this country, right? Why right. poor people it, it, don't it, get jack squat? Yeah. And I know like, in the news, you know, Biden did sell, um, sign the relief package, so people will get their stimulus checks pretty soon. But they need to sell this because the child tax credits – the money that's going to go mm-hmm. to rebuilding schools, um, not rebuilding, but with COVID, I mean, my elementary and junior high school had no air condition. They used to open the windows when we was little, right? They, they, yeah. So the circulation in those in some of those schools, seriously, I mean, we're in the north, so we had heat. So we did go to school in the winter, but air condition and that circulation thing in the older schools, some of this money is going to help um, filter air in schools. So that kids can go back. 
you know, so you can't have COVID just sitting, linger in the hallways like it's skipping class. <laughs> it's like every time you walk in the lunchroom, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna get COVID. They, so and, and, the, and the Republican Party did not, not one no, no. person voted for, it, but they, but they, these clowns are they all man, yeah, they're beating their chest like when these people are getting these checks because they know it's seventy percent popular. Why wouldn't you get behind something that's popular? I don't get that. I don't. You can't make me understand stuff that just. It's dumb to me. You know damn well it's seventy percent popular, but you won't even get out and vote. But yet still, you'll take credit for it like you did with Obamacare, or when he when he got the uh, the last stimulus package that Obama passed. They didn't care. They all oh, we don't want. We we'll vote against it, but then they stood right there and took pictures of everything that they did. It's just hey man, I don't understand it. You know, one of the things that they that they have a big issue with, or. Or, I'm sorry, let me start with Biden first. So from Joe Biden's perspective, and I guess I can call him President Biden, um, is that he said that during the Obama time, when they actually passed stimulus, they never sold it. So people didn't know that this came from, you know, the Obama administration. Republicans was going out taking credit. And even back then, he said he disagreed with it, but President Obama was so... Humble, and he said, we need to just keep our heads down and work, and this is for the American people, and we shouldn't take credit. And Joe Biden is not trying to hear that. And I respect him no. for that. He's saying right. he's going to go on a tour. These fools didn't vote for it. So when you watch mm-hmm. those who get retrofitted, when you watch um, all of these things from that money that's coming in federally, that they're going to be at the you know sign-in and ribbon-cutting, that stuff did not come from them. They voted no. And he's going to sell that, which he needs to. You know, one of the other things that's in that bill that I think that, well, there's a lot of things that the Republicans don't like. But since they're the home of, of vanilla ISIS from the, the terrorists that <laughs> stormed the, the Capitol, the Republicans don't like the fact that inside of this package, they're making hold the black farmers that they've been stealing money yeah. from for years. They're making them hold yeah. in this so, you know, the Republicans want them, wanted them to strip all of that out. So they're like, it's just pork. Yeah. It's pork to treat black people fairly. You know, black people, yeah, their farms taken away. They're not getting loans mm-hmm. at the rate of everybody else. And the Republicans don't want to help people on the ground. They'll give tax cuts, hmm. but they won't. They, anytime somebody else on that food, in that food chain gets something, they're against it. Yeah, let let it be a rich person. They all for it, but yeah. poor people, no. Yeah. Black farmers have been getting screwed over for many and many years, man. So, yeah. I damn them. I don't care. Yeah. So you know, um, um, Mexico. You know, I, I'm not sure if this is a reason to go to Mexico, but Mexico has set uh, is set to legalize marijuana, creating the world's um, mm. largest legal market. And it's in their bid to um, combat the country's um, drug cartels. So they put legislation that was backed by the Mexican president and looks like it's certainly going to be approved after um, it, it, it um, passed the lower house um, 316 to 129 votes. So marijuana will be mm. legal in Mexico. So I don't know if you mm. – now here's how we, we are um, crazy in the U.S. If you come to that border high – like Smokey, they probably won't let you in. <laughs> but just to let you know, <laughs> it will be it will probably be legal in Mexico in the next like month or so. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Netflix is cracking down on users who share passwords and tells right. viewers, yeah, your own account. Uh, okay. You, you're your own account into, um, I, I, I guess they're just telling them to use their own account. But they're saying that they just raised the subscription rate, but they don't want you to let anybody use your password. So they said they're trying this new policy in an attempt to cut down on password sharing by customers. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Wow. I, right. Yeah, so, really. Well, if you have a net, net, uh, Netflix subscription, they don't care how many people in your house when you watch a movie. So if, right. you're, if you're on your tablet or traveling, you should be able to use your – forget them. Everybody's always trying right. to lock down to steal more money. That's how corporate works. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you know, um, I know we don't we didn't do sports or you're not doing a sports show, but did you see that Dak Prescott, twenty seven years old, got his new four year six one hundred and sixty million dollar deal with a one hundred and twenty six million dollar guarantee. Yep. Sixty six million dollar signing bonus. And he got that from yep. the cheapest team in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cowboys, yeah. Pay him. Really? Yeah. Did you did you see Marvin Hagler died last night, man? Yes, I I, wow, I, I, I just saw it like five minutes ago. I did not know Marvin yeah. Marvin Hagler passed. Yeah, he passed you know. last night. They don't know what from, but they said he had trouble breathing, and he just you know that was it, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the news story I read, they were saying that you know people are. Um, you know, blaming it on, uh, you know, all sorts of things. Rumors start early on, but um, there's no cause of death that's listed. So the great boxer, right. you know, I didn't see what Sugar Ray and all those other guys said, but that's a that's a small fraternity of people who are, yes, are fighters like that. So much respect to the, the um, to Marvin Hagler and especially his family uh, for him mm-hmm. passing. He, he, he's all due, all due respect. He, he, you know, he he is a legend in boxing. So the legendary mm-hmm. Marvin Hagler. I'll, I'll make sure I do that on the next show. We'll t- I'll talk yeah. about that news. You know, um, you know, former First Lady Michelle Obama was inducted. It was inducted um, into the U.S. National Women's Hall of Fame um, alongside of NASA mathematician um, Katherine Johnson. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know what that means to be inducted, and it wasn't that many black folks inducted, but she was inducted along with um, Katherine Johnson. Mm. Now, uh, Bi- President Biden appointed two women as four-star generals um, months after their promotions, and they said they were delayed by the defense secretary because they feared that Trump would favor white males and would not let their nominations go through. So they held them off. For, from Senate approval until Trump left, and people wow. still talk about Trump like he's like they love him, like it's crazy yeah. all the stuff that he did. Even behind the scenes has to be horrible as that stuff starts coming out. But you know, I don't know what to say. I've never been in the military, and I don't know how military functions. But you have to listen to the commander in chief. But at the same time, um, mm. those guys, it that. Police department, military, FBI—it it needs an enema. You, they need to get out all the Trump people out of there. You're just in like line, Stacey man. Dash, just like Stacey Dash, 
you can't do things one day and then another day say I'm cool. Like so, all the people yeah. who were mistreating the people on the border, the ICE agents who were kicking in people's door and snatching people from their work, being inhumane, still have their jobs now, and they're masking it. Like, oh no, no, we don't do that no more. Yes, they do. They need to mm-hmm. find them, get rid of them. Hmm. So, that's, yeah. that's one thing I don't understand. They talk about how these these uh, these people are freeloaders, but every time they go to arrest them, they're they're at their job. <laughs> right. Know, I, they stand more taxes than Trump. And then right. we, and, but they, they do a really good job of labeling people, right? And nobody yeah. ever bats that. So, you know, when the Fox News people says the same thing over and over, people do news shows based upon what was going on in Fox. They change the subject. They talk about Dr. Seuss. They talk about anything else just to change mm-hmm. about what's going on, you know, Nobody's exactly. doing a news story about the fact that Michael Cohen has been called back in by prosecutors, and New York, a Manhattan DA, already announced that he's not running for re-election. So they brought in wow. um, racketeering prosecutors, brought Michael Cohen in, and the DA says, I'm not returning. That is a sign that he does not care about the repercussions, and they're going after Trump hard. In that oh. case in New York... They don't think that they're covering for him because he already said, oh, I'm out of here, right? There's no <laughs> conspiracy for him to say, here's what my expectations are and have no protest. Don't have no protest because after we convict this fool, he is literally uh, stomping his feet and saying sexy chocolate, and he's out. <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> uh, he just goes, they exit stage, stage right. That was my coming to America <laughs> reference, by the way. They didn't know where that was coming. <laughs> so, yeah, it, he's going to be out of there. Um, you know, a man had spent five years. I, I'm, well, this guy, Herbert Alfred, you want to talk about a crime against black folks, spent five years in prison for a murder that he did not commit. He's suing Hertz rental car for taking three years to produce a receipt for the car that he rented to prove that he was nowhere near the crime scene. Wow. He was nowhere. And, and during the trial, they were like, he, he was actually, I think that the um, this is a case that someone was killed um, arguing over marijuana at a shopping plaza parking lot, right? The victim was dead, right? That guy was in Florida. I remember this case when he got let out of jail. And he said they had a receipt in his pocket of him um they had first of all he just got back in town a couple of hours mm. after the murder because he took a flight and he had a rental car receipt that showed that he was out of town but hurt did not repeat they said oh they couldn't find it and three years later uh-huh. they give him the receipt and he's suing them he, he spent oh, five years in prison wow now, wow Damn. <laughs> I know. Think out of all the segments that we did do, you know that there's a segment to be had there. Really? Really? Damn. Wow, man. Come on. Yeah. Damn. Five it took you five five years? And it took them Damn, three years man. to find a receipt. So they over what, they what over. What about the flight? He was on the flight though. Why why he was on the flight. The, 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 yeah, the airline. He could have got no, an airline. He, he literally, he had his ticket, though, right? 
they locked it in okay. evidence when they arrested him. They knew uh, that he wasn't even there, and they prosecuted his butt anyway. Damn, they wanted him, man. Wow. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah, they had to have him. Wow. Look, I, I am telling you how, you know, I mentioned this before, how the justice system works is that there's no justice in it. And how prosecutors no. work is that if they can prove you guilty, they are going from a win-loss percentage. And even if you didn't do it and they can convince you, they will convict you. Wow. Because there's no bad. law that says that you can bring charges against the DA. And, and if a policeman lies on the mm. stand, you can't bring charges against him. You can't right. bring charges. I heard that, too. Yep. yep. That's actually our law. Mm. Like, they, they, they adhere to that. Until you change that and stop people from lying, they lie on who they want to, and then the ones that, you know, when they don't want to send somebody, when they don't want to arrest someone, they'll say, oh, yeah, we, we, um, we didn't think we can get a grand, grand jury convened. They didn't get a grand jury together when they arrested that guy when he got off the plane. Really? I mean, they didn't arrest him at wow. the airport. He had been in town for two hours when they um, mm-hmm. went and picked him up. But, yeah. Wow. Since five years. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of injustice, you know, there's a Chicago, Chicago suburb that is to be the first in the U.S. to play reparations to black residents. And they, they mm-hmm. will be offered $25,000 towards a home ownership so long as they or their relatives lived, uh, lived there between 1919 and 1969. Right. I saw that on the news the other day. I was like, wow. That's yep. the first. Yeah. They said that they're mm-hmm. going to use their... Um, They'll use their tax on legal marijuana to pay for it. They're paying reparations yeah, yeah. with marijuana money. There's oh, some irony dude, there, isn't me. it? Hey, hey, trust me on that. Marijuana, the uh, man, it's, it's, it is booming in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 live, I live right next door to Chicago, so I'm telling uh-huh. you, man, they, they, are making, um, they are making millions a month off that. Million. Man. And Indiana's so stupid they won't they, they don't recognize they're too stupid to recognize it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Until well, they will though, because you know how this goes. Remember cigarettes was illegal. And um, you know, well, cigarettes wasn't. It was the tobacco and al- alcohol was illegal, right? We had prohibition and they were like, Nope, you know what? We mm-hmm. gonna tax people and make some money. And then alcohol mm-hmm. filled it. Because that's where the money well, was. They They'll just passed a law in Indiana where you can sell alcohol on Sundays. And I like, why would you wait this long to pass that law? Right. Right now, they go to Illinois. So people would just drive over to Illinois. Then they had houses that were called bootleg houses where people would sell beer out of their house on Sunday. Right. <laughs> this is Indiana, man. This is what we do. Yeah. I mean, we. I think we still have some dry counties, you know, in New York State. Like, there are some places that just... I mean, it's not illegal to sell alcohol, but there are some counties that just don't do it. Like, we have some Amish spots and whatever. They just don't sell it. But, um, I mean, Pennsylvania, wow. it's still the law in yeah. Pennsylvania that they don't sell alcohol on Sundays. Yeah. So you better stock up on Saturday or you're going to have to waste yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> it must... It must it must hurt them that the time went up. They're like, oh lord, I miss my I miss the brunch. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get this for the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> People standing outside 
banging on the door like the Flintstones. Like, well, you know, I'm showing my age, but that's a cartoon, kids. <laughs> Just thought I'd share that. Now, Georgetown Law on Thursday fired Professor Sandra Sellers. She's 62 over comments from her student. Have. Did you see that? They should have. Yes, they should have. That heifer. She that was, heifer there, man. She was filmed on a Zoom call with another professor stating that her class, um, she said, a lot of my lower ones are black, meaning describing the students that was at the bottom mm-hmm. of her class. Now, here's the thing, as the students called for her to be removed anyway, is that if your teacher has a low expectation of you, then you're probably going to get bad grades. Yeah, now, no matter I, what you do. No matter what you do. Now, I, now I – I before when I saw this, I meant to call my niece. I have a niece who graduated Georgetown Law, and I meant to ask her, did she have her as a professor? But she graduated, yeah. so she would say bite me to her anyway. But the, the issue is, is that you don't want to have teachers that in your path that have low expectations of you because your grades are going to re- result. She was she was a good student, so I'm sure she didn't um, she didn't cross her path because you start to figure out who not to go to at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, uh, here's a story that is really important to the black community for me, is that Emory University researchers conducted the largest antibody study in months via antibody, uh, antibody um, test kits that was mailed to Americans. They found that 39 million people had been infected before the winter surge and that people of color in city dwellers were especially likely to have already had COVID. And the reason that this is good news news, is that a year after into the pandemic and fatigue fatigue of lockdowns and masks, the U.S. is slowing down to herd immunity. With only 10% vaccinated, the the infection rate is going down. So the new data Mm -hmm. suggests herd immunity may be closer than previously thought. And the Emory um, um, estimates um, suggest that there are over four times more actual infected than documented by John Hopkins University at the end of October. So if that ratio stays consistent today, there would have been nearly 123 million cases of COVID already in the U.S., meaning half the population would have have some degree of immunity. Mm. So even though black people are, you know, not getting the vaccination at the high rate, have died at a higher rate, it might mean that the black people who are still here may have already had immunity to that virus. We live in close, hmm. black Hispanic folks live in, um, in close, in a tighter community. So the reason that we get, um, the reason that happens is because, you know, we, we, we have intergenerate intergenerational households, you know, we will visit our aunts and our cousins. Like, we do that. Mm-hmm. And everybody's on top of each other. So they may be developing some form of herd immunity. Now, you can get that virus a second time, mind you, but if you have some kind of immune response to it, it may not be as severe. That's all that means. Right. So there, there is good news. At the same time, we're watching the push to get everybody vaccinated. I say if 90% of the people get vaccinated, you don't have to get vaccinated. They just won't be spreading right. anything. Now, right. Oh, you know, and so and on that n- note, 
speaking of vaccines, and I know everybody's pushing for it, the thing that I said, I think it was last year around this time, um, while they're working on vaccines, why wouldn't they work on treatments? So there was two breakthroughs. Um, There's a Norvax COVID vaccine that was out. It prevents 96% of infections against the strain or uh, um, the U.K. strain and um, includes another 86% of other super COVID cases, right? Hmm. No vaccine. It just came out. It's a late-stage um, study that found that their vaccine is 96% effective against the original COVID strain. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 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 It, and it's 100% effective with preventing severe disease. Now, on the hmm. treatment side, the COVID treatment breakthrough, their trials of uh, monoclonal antibody drug cuts the risk of infected patients from dying up to 85%. So GlaxoSmithKline... Hmm. Has this um, in this company is um, VIR is the name of VIR seventy eight um, thirty one. It's a treatment. If anybody gets COVID, here's what you want to ask for: GlaxoSmithKline Viros VIR seventy eight thirty one. It's the treatment has been so successful that scientists have stopped the study early because they were saying it does not make sense that we are keep testing this out and they didn't want to give people placebos when they actually had something that would cure them from COVID. And there's another treatment that's out there that they already use that nobody's asking for. And Dr. Fauci's excuse for this is, well, it takes an infusion. So everybody would have to go to the hospital to get an infusion, but there's a treatment for COVID. If you get COVID and you're in early stages and you go to the doctor and you go to the hospital, you can request that. Hopefully your insurance. I think the government paid for 100 million doses anyway. I took a picture of something like on, on TV that they said everybody, that the doctor said something to that, to that effect. And I'm wondering if that's what I'm, but I took a picture of it. Because they was like, if you, go, if you go to the hospital and you got COVID, you need to take this. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But, but, I, but there's I, an I antibody. That's, yeah, there's an antibody drug. Like there's, there's, um, there's treatment. So why would you get a vaccine if you had treatment? Right? And if you know that there's treatment out there and the government's already paid for it. So they just mm-hmm. they, they just saying they just didn't want people lined up at the hospital. You want them lined up to take a shot. It, it's it an mon- infusion. Monoclonal? Huh? Mon- monoclonal or whatever that is? Yeah. Uh, monoclonal. M-O-N-O-C-L-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-
So it can mutate from one form to another. But just like the mm. flu, there's no cure for the flu or for the common cold. But they don't kill you either. Well, the flu can. The right. flu does a lot of times. So right. I just wanted to say that. I'm not telling anybody not to get the shot. Get the shot. I would go for the Johnson & Johnson personally. One shot, because yeah. I'm not coming back. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> you know, since there's treatment, I want you to know there's GlaxoSmithKline, VIR7831. And there's another equivalent to that that we already have approved by the FDA and the government bought 100 million doses. So go go ask for that if you ever find out that you're positive. And, um, but you have to get those treatments early. So for severe COVID, your treatment, the effectiveness of the treatment in later stages of COVID is not good. But if you can get it yeah. early enough, remember Trump had COVID. Yeah. So he kept hawking something else. But they gave him a, a the the same kind of treatment, the antibody drugs. But they know that they work, and they're working at a hundred percent. So stop scaring people. Wow. You can get treated. Yeah. Now, now there was um, data from more than ten thousand people who were tested from COVID between February and June, um, 2020, revealed that taking one aspirin tablet a day led to a 29 percent lower risk of catching COVID. That's another study that's been out. I take mine every morning. My, my little baby ash when I take that. Yep. Every I was going to say, for man. people who already take those, just know that it lowers your risk of catching COVID. That mm. and, and the, um, and I did this new story before. And um, there's a, um, um, a chemical in dark chocolate that actually huh. lowers your risk. In, it stops the, the COVID from mutating as much in your body. Dark chocolate does that. Mm, okay. I, yep. So I, I'd, rather, I'd rather hear about how do you treat yourself opposed to scaring everybody and saying that run through that system. Because, because yeah, really. it's going to work both ways, you know, where people are going to... Mm -hmm. There's a good reason why black people don't trust the medical system. So I'm giving you alternatives. Yeah. To make sure mm -hmm. that we're all everybody's safe, because this works—if it works on black folks, it works on white folks. So I'm not saying just black people can save themselves. I'm saying everybody across the board. Oh, mm -hmm. send your comments to Jay if you got any complaints, because <laughs> none of us really listen to him. A oh, matter of fact, we don't even take comments on this segment. Like that is no, the crazy don't. thing. <laughs> all right, so mm -hmm. now, okay. I usually save this for my Vanilla Isis segment, but this didn't happen with the people from that. So a Colorado man is accused of disrupting an Alaskan airline fight from Seattle to Denver by refusing to wear a mask. Man, we should have played black or white. God, dog it. All right, so he white. refused. To, white. Kathleen's not here, so white. we don't play when she's not here. So um, he refused to wear a mask. And then he stood up and urinated in the cabin. White. Most definitely white. White. <laughs> he, <laughs> he faced federal charges and 22-year... I'm going to say his name. The FBI arrested 24-year-old Landon Greer of Canyon City in Colorado. Um, he faces a maximum turn of 20 years in jail and a possible $250,000 fine. He literally... Wow. Stood up and urinated on a plane. Wow! Now, doesn't, that, doesn't that remind you what happened in the Capitol? It's like, yeah. how are you going to break in the place and then 
put feces all over the floor. Like, how nasty are you? I, they don't, I don't care. I don't. I don't understand people. I don't understand how anybody. Okay. They don't care. They, all they feel is like if, if the world is mine, damn you! Are, I, I own the world, so whatever I'm gonna do, you can You just gotta deal with it. That's how well, it goes. Man. Well, it goes along with the story of making some kid drink urine. Yes. Like, yes. like what happened to the days of putting shaving cream in somebody's hand and watching the like even that pettiness <laughs> is different. Than you doing bodily function stuff. Yes, like yes. that. You can something sick you about can live you. with that kind of stuff. My yeah. cousin, when I was a kid, this this clown, he wrote cuss words on my face, and I didn't know it. <laughs> so I got up that morning and I went to go see my mother, and I said, "Boy, what's all the stuff on your face?" No, I don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, that was a joke. It was laughing. Right. <laughs> Everybody, right. damn this. He did it, man. Please. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, you know, and again, that's a cultural difference because, um, you know, black folks find it disgusting to, um, you know, and this, I think it happened during the, oh gosh, I can't what outbreak it was, um, in the early 1900s where it became against the law. Small spit, it, spitting, spitting is a health code violation. So mm. it, it, it's like that because I don't think it was smallpox, but it was something else that you can catch, like from saliva. And people used to spit all the time. So being that that um, pandemic stopped, um, even people who spit now, people don't really look at you like you're crazy, but that's not really normal habit. But And most mm-hmm. people don't really know about why those laws are on the books. But black people don't, you cannot dig in your nose when you're at a restaurant around black people. White folks just yeah, pull out a nasty uh, bastard. Yeah, they put out, out like a napkin and dig in their nose. You cannot eat at the dinner table. I mean, uh, you cannot do that kind of stuff at the dinner table. Blowing your nose, mm-hmm. digging your nose while you're eating is uncouth to black folks. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what those socioeconomic thing is, culturally, it's just not, it's not cute. And mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying anybody likes it, but I'm telling you, you want us to stop eating and get up and leave? Yeah, digging yeah. your nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll just turn and walk away. Mm-hmm. Like the little girl in the Geico commercial where the tag team people was in and the little girl yeah. started to walk out the door. That's what will happen yeah. if we can dig into your yeah. nose at the table. <laughs> now, there's a cheerleader mom. She's 50. Ralphiella um, Spone, I guess is how you pronounce the name. She was arrested for creating deep fake images and videos showing her daughter's rivals like she was a cheerleader. She, they showed rivals of her daughter naked, drinking, and smoking to try to get oh them kicked off the team so her daughter could get out of cheese. Wow. So she was slapped okay. with harassment and cyber harassment charges uh, over the incident last week. She went an extra mile to help her child get on the doggone cheese. We have a wow. whole lifetime network made of crazy crazy folks doing stuff like that just for social status. It's like, you want to be the head cheerleader? We can poison the other cheerleaders. Like, what? I thought those were joke movies. I see that some of them are based on real life, (laughs) real life stories. Ah, That means a lot to folks, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know who we don't cover? We don't cover like the royal family stuff, but so we, well, let me do this one first. Okay. So, I don't know if you saw that Pepe Le Pew was cut from Space Jam 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. said. I was like, that's wow. The only, 
That's a Dave Chappelle joke, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it says, Peppy Le Pew as a cartoon character, that skunk normalizes rape culture and teaches boys that um, <laughs> <laughs> that they didn't that no don't really mean no. So mm-hmm. um, they um, the original series. I guess he he's starting the original series Warner Brothers films, um, and in 1996 had started being cut out of um, of some of the, the um, some of the stuff. So here here's the thing. When we watched that stuff when we little, and he chased the other cat that he thought was a skunk, and he hug her, and she run off. And, I don't think I ever thought that it was okay to abuse women. Nah. I don't think it taught me that. So anyway, Peppy Le Pew is gone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like whooping on that. Okay, don't get rid of him. It's a teachable moment. It's wrong for him to do something like that. But hey, yeah. man, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and um, you know, just just for even, you know. Okay, so I guess we should talk about this really quick because I was in a in a restaurant yesterday, and um, I, well, I was talking to uh, a sheriff deputy, and I've known her for years, and a couple of other people, and we were pretty much all in agreement that even with this Cuomo stuff was going on with the governor of New York, that everybody wants him to resign. It is stupid for him to even want to resign because some girl said that he asked her, uh, was she single? Or he asked her, he said, how old are you? Or you, do you date older men? That is not a crime against humanity. So when you're <laughs> single, like I know Jay got some email or some messages when I talked about this before. But we have a culture that single people, you can offend somebody just by, we're not talking about the egregious Trump stuff, grabbing women by the crotch and sticking your tongue down there. That's Trump. So everybody went up in arms about that. But just like Al Franken, just from him simulating that he was touching some woman, the Democrats are like, oh, you need to resign. So right. our culture is getting a little... They get, it's a little touch and go here. Um, so I just want I just wanted to say that because even as I see this escalating in Cuomo, I know we didn't do those stories, and I don't particularly care about. It. I would vote for Cuomo tomorrow. He's a jerk and all of that other stuff, but it is interesting that he, he's still a good governor. So mm. I'm, you know, just having young girls in your office. If it, he's single, so this woman came out and said that she got hired by Cuomo and uh, she's like, she feels bad for it, but she got, she thinks she got hired for her looks and not what was on her mind, but she feels bad. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you talking? Because isn't that how the world works? Some girl shows cleavage and they get into the club for free. Like, you can't use that in one sentence. People are pigs. So, again, send your letters to Jay because, you know, they, we really don't care. But the fact is that we're not talking about people who abuse women. We're just talking about when everything is just stripped down, guys are going to – guys. some guys are just pigs. And they should go to jail yeah. if they put their hands on you. I don't believe in that. That's for sure. That is yeah. for sure. Yeah. So here, here's the um, – oh, so – I wanted to talk about this little Meghan Markle thing because mm-hmm. in an unprecedented move, 
that will no doubt increase tension. The royal staff has decided that a third party could look into investigations of an in-house inquiry that they announced about Meghan Markle bullying her staff. Now, uh-huh. they want they want to investigate her because they said that she was mean to her staff. But you got wow. Prince Edward who was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein, but they have no comment. They don't have no investigation mm-hmm. going on him messing around with a pedophile. Right? Wow. But they want to they really want to go after her. So Meghan Markle's um, um, attorneys, apparently, um, she asked them to show them documentation. So she's starting an inquiry against them. She's going to blow them out of the water. They need to just leave her alone. And I'm glad that she is not staying silent. But it's clear that those guys are really trying to smear her. Like, just because they they won't talk about them being racist towards her, but they want to talk about her being mean to somebody. Apples and oranges, <laughs> quit. Quit. If you don't like your boss, quit. But right. they, they want to try to smear her to try to make it look like she was a horrible person, meaning that if she's horrible, then they are not racist. <laughs> like, like what is, I don't know how they try to spend this, but apparently yeah. Megan Barco is preparing to fight back, and she has... Um, termed a smear campaign against her. That's what she's calling it. And it really is one. Mm. Now, there's this um, satire uh, magazine that I know that was has been in the news. It's, it's a French magazine. Uh, I think it's called Charlie um, Heb- Hebro or something. I, I don't know what it's called. But anyway, they have a satire magazine with a picture of the queen kneeling on Mar- um uh, on Megan's neck depicting George Floyd's wow. death and saying the queen is doing that to her. So wow. that French satire site again they're going they're going all out it and it says it's titled Why Megan Quit Buckingham and depicts her the the um, Queen Elizabeth um kneeling on her neck George Floyd style. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. yeah they're going at it over You're there. Again it ain't racist man. Yeah, yeah. I I normally don't talk about the mainstream stuff, but that is crazy. Now, the University of Kansas um, and their football coach, Les Miles, mutually agreed to part ways after it was revealed that he was banned from contacting female students at LSU in 2013 over sexual misconduct. So Les Miles is out as their head coach just days after he was placed on administration leave for sexual misconduct. Okay, so he had $8.4 million left on his contract. I bet you they still gave him his money. Of course. Of course they did. They don't want no repercussions from it. Mm -mm. Yeah. And why is the football coach trying to hit on female students? Again, Mm -hmm. that's a, you know, you're not worth your salt if you have to go that far down down a, um, the pecking, really? the pecking order. I just want to say that for the record. And I and I know I let Cuomo off the hook on this one, but I'm saying that's not abnormal. And, and culturally, that for black folks, that is pretty much unacceptable. But I know, you know, nobody said anything about what's her name, um, Anna Nicole for marrying that old man. And, like, that Les Moonves, the guy at CBS, he was like, <laughs> 
know, late 70s, he married somebody in her 20s, like that guy Scott Dissing, the, the Kardashian dude, um, is dating some 18-year-old, and he's 37. I, I'm going to chalk that up to a cultural issue, but, um, you know, in this case, sexual misconduct is very different. And um, he still got a job at another school, and then they just fired him. What? And that wow. happened in 2013, so technically they should have known that that happened before they hired him. They just got mm-hmm. caught. That's all it is. Now, you know, top brands of sunscreen causes cancer. So if for those people who are using sunscreen, if you keep them longer than a year because they, they le- release toxic chemicals, you can get cancer from them. So project, products from Garner, um, um, Bioderma, LaRousse, somebody, L'Oreal, Coppertone, Banana Leaf, um, Nutrigen are all artificially aged to see which chemicals were produced, and they all are releasing toxic chemicals. So if wow. you have sunscreen that is over a year old, it is causing some damage to your body. You, mm. Again, that's, that's my public service announcement because that wasn't a message to anybody. That's just public service announcement. Now, um, in Vanilla Ice's news, because we didn't do any today, a MAGA um, insurrectionist demands that her trial be moved to Texas. Yes. Because yes. I think the court would, most, would have a mostly political or prejudice jury. And, uh, the most, he said the most prejudiced jury in the country, um, and uh, it, they would convict her because she had been associated with white supremacy. So the woman who, what is her name, um, Jenny Cudd, who 36 from Midland, Texas, is requesting that her trial be held in her home state. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wait, so wow. let's, let's talk about how ridiculous this is. If I rob a bank in Texas, I can really say, hey, you know what? Send me back to Idaho because I can't get a fair trial in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. DC, that, that, my friend, is what black people call white privilege. You have the goal mm-hmm. to them to move it to your own jurisdiction because you think that you can get off because you're from Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You, know what, you know what she's scared of? That black jury selection in D.C. <laughs> you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I hang out with white supremacists, and now black people got to judge me. That's what she's scared mm. of. Yeah. Wow, so, that is crazy. I, I heard that one. I was like, because yeah. she can't get a fair trial. Okay, whatever. Did you do this insurrection in Texas, or did you do it in D.C.? That's where your ass got to get it done at. Now, they let her get away with that, Lord have mercy. She broke, she broke, mm-hmm. well, being that D.C.'s not a state, but she broke, she broke local laws. So you can't apply no local law from D.C. in Texas. Mm-hmm. But she tried it. Uh, again, mm-hmm. it's that, who was that guy who, um, they made up the term affluenza. He was too rich to yeah. actually know that he was breaking the law. Remember that? Yeah. Like, yeah. You I can do. make stuff. Yeah, that is that is what we call white privilege. When you can just make something up and be like, "Yeah, I didn't understand because my because I just got a haircut." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, <no. laughs> that John Love 
this character from Saturday Night Live back in the days. Yeah, that's a ticket. I can, I can say, um, I just drank too much water. That's why I robbed that bank. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's what got me going. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, also in Vanilla Ice's news, a military veteran who's 35 is charged um, that because he had a top secret security clearance and worked on, uh, he worked in Marine One helicopter unit that transported George W. Bush and Obama. So this guy, John Daniel um, Andreas, uh, 35, was detained last month and charged uh, with uh, violent entry and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. But that dude still had his clearance. Yeah. And he was actually in the Yeah. They, so here's what they need to do. They need to background check all of them fools. Now, a former wow. act Pentagon chief was also charged during that time um, because he blames Trump's speech for, in, uh, for inciting it and says that he was not the president's hatchet man. So former defense secretary Christopher Miller um, defended the three-hour delay to send troops in because he said it was Trump that did, told him to do that. <laughs> it was his responsibility to send the troops. But he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't with them. But, but the delay was because he asked us to delay them. They're about to start throwing each other under the bus. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so here that that's all I had in, in White Ice's news, or I'm sorry, Vanilla Ice's news, and <laughs> <laughs> and that. So I know we only have a few minutes left, but um, in another, you know, public service announcement, um, taking the um, taking steroids like muscle building, you know, um, um, steroids can leave men with long-lasting impaired testicular function for years. So they're telling you that even though you stop taking steroids, which is a synthetic drug that affects the male hormone testosterone that athletes sometimes take or wrestlers or whomever, they said low testosterone can lead to a reduction in sex drive, poor erections, and low sperm count. So as a public service announcement... If you are still taking steroids in this day and age, just know there's going to be some side effects that, well, you're going to have to live with, but you may not want to. <laughs> there's going to be some side effects. So, so I had to end it on a bad note, but I'm just saying, there is some, there's some what was it, um, Eddie Murphy in life, there's some consequences and repercussions that's going to happen yeah, yeah. if you start taking some antibiotic steroids. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so, it, man. You know, that's what, uh, you know, Lyle, I, Lyle, Lyle, the football player Lyle Alzado said his his penis shrunk up to a peanut size, man. <laughs> oh, who said that? Lyle Alzado. I never forget that. Oh, right, that. right. Who used to play for um, the NFL? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so if you if you want to um, uh, kind of show off your body. Just know that you can't use it later. <laughs> you can show it off all you want to. <laughs> it will be it will be no use to no one. That's all I want to say. <laughs> wow. Hey. Oh, it, I know. It, since I went the whole show without doing the Black History Fact, well, here's one quick one. Otis Boykin, uh, um, Boykin 
invented the electronic control device for guided missiles in IBM computers and the unit that controls the pacemaker. So that would be your one mm. black history. Day. You get an unconfirmed one at the beginning of the show and a real one at the end. So there you go. Check it out. Works for me, my brother. All right, bro. <laughs> All right, bro. I right, see you next week, man. All right, see you again next week. All right, bro. <laughs>